Hello and welcome to Famicast 10. This is JC and I've got the full range of Famicast crew here with me today. Of course, we have Captain Eshop himself, Danny Bivens. Hi there. And returning, as always, is Don Koopman. No nickname today. Yay! And Freddy. And, <laughs> and <laughs> returning, <laughs> returning uh, once again, it's Mr. Matt Walker. Oh, oh, hey, I didn't see you over there. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, good to have you back, Matt. It's Thanks been a lot. while, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, hasn't it, guys? Sorry, I, I tend to disappear on you guys like this. <laughs> Well, you've you've been moving house and uh, you've been busy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just moved out to uh, Osaka here for work, so now I'm I'm quite far away from where uh, James and Danny were. Even though I, I used to live in uh, the the same prefecture as is Danny over there, unfortunately now I'm over in Osaka, so we uh, we never really got a chance to meet, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. No free beer. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, so Matt is now a good, what is it, how far is it on the Shinkansen, the bullet train? It's oh, like man. two hours or something? Yeah, on the absolute fastest train, it's it's like two and a half hours, something like that. Between two and a half and three hours, so. Yeah, it's it's quite yeah. a bit of ways away. But mm. hey, you know, the Famicast crew, we have to meet up someday, right? All of us at the same time. Yes. No doubt, no doubt. we definitely got to get something going. Which leads us nicely into uh, this episode, because um, this is the first segment that we're recording now, um, because the second segment will be a little bit special. We're going to have a special live, not live, but, you know, in-person segment uh, with uh, Danny, myself, and uh, Minoru, our Japanese-Japan correspondent. So look forward to that in the second half. But um, this first half will just be new business, and so we'll just get straight into it. Giddy up. Not the person that uses phrasing like that. (laughs) That's that's great though. I love it. (laughs) Oh god. Um. So let's start off with Don DK Koopman. I like that. Thank you very much. <laughs> DK, that's that's awesome initials to have as a Nintendo fan. Yeah, well, even even Koopman Cooper. Hey. Nice. <laughs> hey, now now you're giving yourself nicknames. I thought you, I wasn't allowed to do that, but you can do it. Yeah, I have all all free game to do it. You don't have to free way to do it. <laughs> now I understand the rules. So, uh, Dan, <laughs> um, have you got any further in uh, Hatsune Miku? Well, the last time it was a demo, so it wasn't the full game, really. Oh, right, yes, we were talking about the demo, right? So you got the full game by now, right? Yeah, I got the full game. Um, which, first of all, doesn't come with a physical manual. It comes with a digital one, and that's the first the first third-party game to come with one, which is uh, a bit odd. Right, you wrote a news article about that, right? Yeah. Because uh, the Mario 3D Land was just like a pathetic piece of card, wasn't it? Yeah, and the same was with um, with Miku. It was just like a fallout folder with saying, "This is how the game works. If you want to know more, go to this digital manual on your 3DS." <laughs> you know, it's kind of ironic. It's kind of like to save paper, we're writing on this piece of paper that we don't have a manual. It's like <laughs> you gotta love the irony. Yeah, but it's like service. they're not really saving paper. They they 
give you with that game like 15 AR cards. It's like... Wow. And um, a few of them are for each character, so you can like make pictures with them. Um, and then there are nine, which are live cards, and you can watch concerts with, which is pretty nice, actually. It works also pretty well. Um, but the Wyndham stuff, I think we talked about that last week quite in detail. Um, it, it's still my same thoughts. It's a bit difficult, but you get used to it very quick. Um, the only the real complaint I have with this game, um, if you compare it with like the PSP stuff, the amount of songs is smaller. It's like 22, which in comparison to the PSP games is like 40. Which is... Um, but the in, when you get them in return for it, all the um, PVs, like the those videos, are completely made in 3D. Which, um, yes. if you watch them on their own, or watch them during the gameplay, it looks really good. Um, and you can ma- do the usual stuff with Miku game, like making pictures during the the menu stuff, or during like the watching the PV stuff, which you can also watch in 3D. So all the screenshots you take are also in 3D. Which is uh, all nice and thought out. Um, but again, it's a bit short, but it's a fun game. Hey, guy, um, Matt and Danny, do you know is how famous is Miku in Japan? I think I've seen a TV commercial about this. Yeah, I, I have no idea. It's kind of like this, you know, this virtual idol, so to speak, this virtual pop star, right? I think the commercial you're talking about is uh, they they have a commercial for Google Chrome that that kind of introduces. That's her. That's what it is, right? And uh, yeah, over here there's a commercial for Google Chrome that basically introduces her. And so you know, I don't know how familiar everybody is with you know Hatsune Miku, but so it's it's this digital idol, right? Like you were talking about, and so people can like the original thing was like people were able to download this software. Um, and kind of make their own music um, with this digitized voice, uh, yeah. And, which you know is is impersonated as as uh, this Hatsune Miku, right? Um, well, I think Miku wasn't the first one. It's like they she wasn't like the second batch of characters of that software. Okay, yeah. So unfortunately, I, I don't really know a whole lot about it either. But just from what I see on like you know internet message boards, it seems like it's a really big like otaku kind of thing. Like you know people that are. <laughs> All over, like people that kind of live and and you know eat eat breathe message boards in Japan uh, are you know all about Hatsune Miku. But uh, most normal people really don't know. Like for instance, my wife, <laughs> my wife has absolutely no normal no people. idea. How about uh, how about you? Yeah, same for mine. I asked her and she was like, nope, no idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, in conventions like in Europe, Hatsune Miku is actually pretty popular. Like uh, most people have the PSP games. Okay. Uh, okay. And people have been have been also ta- talking about the game. Most people were like, "Can I import this one?" I said, "No, the 3DS is region locked." They were like, "Damn it!" Wow. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So now, what what exactly are these games? Are they just rhythm games or? Um, there are rhythm music games. Um, the difference between in the diva games, it was more that the the notes would come flying at the screen, and you would have them with the four uh, facial buttons. Um, here it's still the same, but here it's like the 3DS one is like a metronome style, where you have to do it directly on the spot, and it will move around a circle. Um, and the game really does this well when the various difficulty settings, where they introduce more circles right after each other, so you have to pay attention to several parts of the screen, which is quite tense sometimes. Oh, okay, um, so, Dan, I have a question, though. Um, yeah. when, I, when I was playing the demo, like I said in the last episode, I, I was having quite a lot of trouble with it. It's quite difficult. But, like, 
the thing that threw me, like I was surprised at, was that you're using buttons. Yeah. And, and it's like, why am I using buttons on a DS? Because, you know, you're so used to things like Oendan, Elite Agents, and then now Theatrhythm and all these kind of games, all using touchscreen. And it just makes sense to use the touchscreen. And it's like, why am I pressing button? This isn't a PSP game. I know it, it was probably based on one, but it's not now. So why, why change it? Why not change it to the DS style? Um, actually, I actually think it it feels better. Um, I don't know how this would work with a touchscreen, really. That's my problem with it. Yeah, exactly. I would argue. I would argue that you know, if if you're going to talk about using the touchscreen for something like that, well, okay, what is there a good reason for it, right? Because all the awesome like rhythm games on the DS use it, <laughs> and it makes sense. Well, jam with the bands. I mean, if you want to look at oh, that, that's a good point. They just use yeah, they use face buttons and the L and R, I guess. Whatever whatever all they use. I don't remember it's been so long, but I mean, that's just one example, but I don't know. I think there's a I think there's a, a a place for both. Even rhythm even rhythm thief in place uses buttons. Oh yeah. Rhythm Thief is a perfect mix of touchscreen stuff and button stuff. It shows that, you know, hey, both of this stuff can work out just fine on this system. Yeah, well I guess when you're using buttons you can also look at the screen more like more clearly, can't you? You get used to the buttons very quick, and you don't have to only use the facial buttons. You can, for example, to mix and match, also use the D-pad or the L and R buttons if you want to. Yeah, I guess both work, right? Because we were talking about before how, you know, when you're looking at the touch screen, you can't really see what's going on on the top screen, so you might miss, you know, some cool animations and like like little comic book strips, like in Elite Beat, you can't really see what's going on. You have to watch the replay. So, but yeah. if you're just pressing buttons, you can kind of you can kind of see more what's going on, right? Yeah, it feels it feels a bit better than um, you you get a bit more of a focus, which um, is really necessary sometimes in these type of games. It's necessary with specifically with this one in the hard difficulty setting because those buttons are get really close to one another, which uh, becomes really frantic. Um, again, overall, it's a bit it's good, but a bit lacking. As it comes to the how many songs they have, they chose a nice bunch of songs, and some sometimes they actually chose the songs that were most popular in the PSP versions, which I find a bit weird, um, because those songs are well established by now, and I think fans, after playing three games and playing some songs like two times, I think they want something new. Um, so it's kind of like a best of kind of thing. Well, there, there are some best of songs. There are some new songs in there. Um, it's a mixture of both, really. Um, but they do some good stuff with it. It's it, it it's at least a decent game. Um, but it does miss some stuff really at There's the no, end of it. No DLC, right? Uh, they can't they can't do DLC. It's uh, not supported by Nintendo Network, for example. Um, oh. Again, which I find a weird decision because the PSP games did. Um, but this version doesn't have it. It doesn't have it. You can right. download DLC, um, which I find. Does maybe end up being that you just played the songs through and through on all difficulty settings, then never go back. Um, that's my uh, biggest gripe with it. It's a bit short if you compare it to the games that they released before. Um, which, at some place, I understand because they crammed like the AR stuff in there, they crammed uh, all the options in there as it comes to supposed to those videos. Um, but on the other hand, it's still a bit disappointing because if it comes to pure gameplay, there's a bit less of it. 
That's interesting that they don't have DLC because, uh, you know, the, so the Nintendo eShop DLC had already started back in December in Japan, right? When we, uh, when we got that, that Purikura application, right? And then <laughs> after that, you know, they, they had announced that, um, Fire Emblem was going to have DLC, right? So I'm kind of surprised that Hatsune Miku doesn't have DLC actually. And Theater Rhythm, a rhythm game on the right. 3DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theater Rhythm too. For that. me, it's like uh, Square Enix and um, Square Enix's Theater Rhythm and Hatsune Miku were both announced at the September conference, which um, they didn't announce DLC. I don't think at that point in time they did at in November. So for maybe it was for Miku too late, and they still had time in development for Theater Rhythm. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe Square Square Enix is working closer with Nintendo about this stuff. Um, you know, it's really hard to tell, and it might be something that we won't know for a long time or ever know. Yeah. Again, for for, for for the fans, it's a decent game. Again, not short. It's a bit short. Okay. So, Dan, what else have you been playing? Uh, the Wii Virtual Console is officially dead, right? No, it's it's still going strong in Japan. Like, still every single week there's stuff coming out there. But you wrote an article saying it's dead, it's dying, there's no more games. <laughs> in, Europe. Sing, in Europe. In Europe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they started also again, which I find a bit weird. Directly after our article two weeks later, that every single, every two weeks they release virtual console stuff. So they're, they're, they're removing games and adding games, which is a bit weird. In Japan, they were moving by the end of this month like 30 games on the, from the WeShop channel. Yeah, that's right. And big Sega games as well, like Sonic 2. It's like, what's that about? Yeah, Son- Sonic 2, the Irem stuff, and H- Hudson's WiiWare games. As, those are all gone by the end of this month, which is um, quite ridiculous if you think about it. Which is a, makes a good chunk of the library gone. So what did you get on the Wii Virtual Console? I got the online version of Street Fighter 2, the new challenges on Sega Genesis. So this actually had it actually had online features in the original uh, version, right? Using some kind of crazy adapter. Oh really? I don't know that. Hmm. That's why it has online. It's it's not just like a random implementation of online in just a random game. It's there was a, some kind of basic framework already there for it. I I can't remember the name of it, but there was some kind of cartridge where you could you know plug in your modem in the back of it or something like that. Something crazy. Okay. The the thing is in. Uh, Similar to what they did with the arcade version of Poyo Poyo, um, mm, the online yeah, the group. online section of it is completely separate from the normal game. So if you want to get into an online match, you first have to start up a separate online lobby, uh, which is sectioned before you even boot up the game itself. Huh? Does it feel very uh, Does it feel very antiquated the online? Is it Does it feel like a 1990s online game, or is it like modern implementation? Um, in modern implementation, there's no lag at all. Okay. Um, it, it feels very smooth. I've been playing basically with, against only Japanese folks, and it has been holding up pretty darn well. Nice. But the the, lob- the lobbies and stuff, is it like a modern menu, or is it just like the same menu as the original game kind of style? Um, well, the, the online menu is yeah. basically a grid-like online, a bit, a bit more modern system. Okay. Um, similar to what they did with the menus for the virtual console arcade stuff. Okay. Okay. So th- they have updated it a little bit. Yeah. So you c- can find the usual options like friend codes and that kind of stuff in there. Do you have to do friend codes, individual friend codes, to play friend matches? 
Yes. Oh, use your... uh, oh, <laughs> oh you, 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 you can use. Uh, there's an option to use actually the friends on your actual Wii friends list, but um, oh, they they have both options in there basically. Nice, nice. Oh well, at least they've got your your friends list already on there. That's that's yeah. a huge step <laughs> from normal Wii games. And then of course you can play against total strangers. Um, it's, it usually finds for me a match within a minute, which I find surprisingly quick considering how far we are into Wii's life. How does that compare to um, Street Fighter 4 3D on the on the 3DS finding random matches? Um, I've, I've... Matt, I guess you're the guy to ask for this one. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I, I kind of didn't really mess with it much after uh, playing against Danny. There was a, there was a weekend where I, you know I played against Danny a lot, and then I kind of played against a bunch of random Japanese people, and eventually I just got my ass kicked so much I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure how it's working out right now. All right, but it was kind of it was quick enough back then. I remember it was, it was pretty quick. I played around okay. launch time. It, it wasn't bad. It was, I was pretty impressed. Nice, nice. But um, when you boot up the Virtual Console game, it still have, has the usual state, save states and stuff. So you can still just back out of a tournament tournament and come back. Um, which is again a bit weird because you still have that separate menu with the game and then the online stuff. So it doesn't boot you back to the beginning. It just directly sends you back to where you were. Um, which is which is still the Virtual Console traits, I suppose. Um, if you want to play this game, don't do it with the remote sideways. <laughs> How is that even possible? They have implemented that feature, but you can't <laughs> kick at all. You can only punch. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the Genesis version, right? So what happened on the Genesis was oh, because right. it was the default was three buttons, right? So you would have <laughs> you would have your you know light, medium, and heavy attack, and so. You would have to hit start to switch between do I want to use punches or do I want to use kicks. You know what? Talking wow. about talking about Street Fighter on the Mega Drive slash Genesis, it really brings out the uh, kind of Nintendo fan in me. Like back in the day, you know, you know, half your friends have Mega Drives and half you have SNESs, and it's like which version is the best? Like Street Fighter, man, you, you know, your version sucks ass. You know, the colors are crap. You know. Oh my the, God, controllers, yeah. the controllers suck. And in, the defense, in the defense of the Super Nintendo version, the music in that version is a lot better. Oh, no, there's no there's no in the defense. Super Nintendo version was the definitive version. Genesis yeah, version exactly. sucked ass. Like, exactly. And, and that was the way it was for high every five, Genesis High five, game. Matt. Yes, yes, <laughs> internet high five. That's the way it was for every Genesis game. Everyone, like... The uh, you know they had like an inferior sound processor compared to the Super Nintendo, and uh, you know they yeah. couldn't display as many colors on the screen. So you know, like for instance, there was Mortal Kombat, right? Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo yeah. just looked so much better, even though like the the original Mortal Kombat had like you know sweat instead of blood. Like the, the way the characters were proportioned and like centered on the screen, and like all the animation was just so it was leagues better than the Genesis versions, man. Yeah, and that was all fixed in Mortal Kombat Two, which was like fully. All the blood in it and everything, and it looked incredible. Yeah. Well, the the Mega Drive version still looks pretty decent, actually. Yeah, it still looks decent, sure. It's just it's just not as good as the Super Nintendo version. That's all. <laughs> and the game is also cheaper than in comparison to other Mega Drive games. I think it just has six hundred points, which is cheap. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. The, that's cheap. the base price for the Mega Drive games in Japan, which I thought was okay. great. But you know, in America, that's you know they're on on par with Super Nintendo stuff at eight hundred points okay. apiece. Hmm. So if if it ever makes it over to the US, it'd probably be eight hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still surprising. nice, I suppose. You still have online play. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so the last thing, keeping in the virtual console area, um, you and Danny have been playing some Game Gear games on the 3DS, right? Which came out this week. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So what games did you pick up? Or download, I should All say. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Nice. <laughs> nice. So Dragon Crystal, uh, Sonic and Tails 2, or in America, um, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble. Uh, so this is on the, is it on the Japanese one, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, this is on the Japanese. Is it only on Japanese Virtual Console right now? Yes. Okay. So, um, and Danny, what did you get? Oh, I got the GG Shinobi. Have you have you worked out what it stands for yet? Uh, yeah, I think I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> it stands for good game. Good game Shinobi, yes. Uh, game Gear Shinobi. <laughs> So how how do they look? Does it look nice with that little overlay they've um, supplied? It looks yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it just beats out all the Nintendo stuff basically by a mile. Yeah, I think yeah the overlay. I think it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, they give you a lot of options to to go through. Um, not only just uh, display options like you know you have little. Uh, game gear in there. You could change the color of the game gear. I think there's like four <laughs> different colors that you can no change way. it to. It's like black, uh, blue, red, or yellow. I Did think. they have different colored game gears back I knew, in the day? I knew they had a blue one because I remember really? seeing it sometimes, but I never I knew unless they just totally made up the yellow and red, or unless it's some kind of Japanese exclusive thing. I have no idea. But, I mean, they have those for like overlays. And then, too, you can actually go in and customize the controls like completely uh, at least with shinobi i can't speak for the other two games i mean it's great you can do it with all game okay i figured you know it's the basic thing but uh it's really great if you really wanted to you could have like the face buttons do nothing and just use l and r to do everything if you really wanted to you know cool. and this this saves it it's like a like a profile it saves it to the game i mean if you you know back out of the game it would stay there you know it's nice, kind of like the nice. same state type of stuff it'd just be exactly like that so that's awesome but of course you can still make a safe uh, state uh, on your own in the options still with the same stuff that you are familiar with the nintendo stuff yep um but even there's like even like a full screen mode which used to fall off the screen um on the game care stuff it looks a bit stretched out but actually it still plays well it, it still doesn't go in the way of the playing the game which is um Quite good, and you can sure. put uh, motion blur on and off. It's uh... <laughs> cool, and <laughs> you can. Um... I guess it's not, it's not motion blur. Yeah. It's not motion blur. It's actually <laughs> that's how the bad the display was blur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can also upwards the graphics a little bit through a special option. Um, oh, that nice, options like... the options are quite amazing, actually. Yeah, it's, um, very amazing. Really, just kind of trumps everything that Nintendo did with the Game Boy Virtual Console. I mean, there's, I mean, well, then again, too. I mean, you know, dealing with like a color, you know, uh, a game that's in color. So I could see maybe how there would be a few more options, but I don't know. I think it's great that they let you, you know, you can choose the, the simply just customizing the controls. I think that's amazing, and I think a lot of people would can really enjoy stuff like that. Well, well, Danny, remember the Super Game Boy? Yes. They've just kind of completely ignored its existence. <laughs> so they could easily have cool things like borders and color palette changes. Hey, so many that. things that's, they could have done. That's crazy talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Let's not go down that road. Yeah. 
But um, speaking to like the games' quality, because we have only been talking really about the game gear stuff, now we really about the quality of the games. Sure, go ahead. What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite is Dragon Crystal. Ah, cool. Because it's it's a roguelike game, so some people might not be very interested in that particularly, but it keeps you going for the longest uh, because it's always random. So, for people unfamiliar with roguelikes, the most similar thing to it these days are the Pokemon dungeon games, right? Well, there's also... What's that game pulled on PC that isn't accepted for the 3DS? Oh yeah, The Binding of Isaac. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> what was the image that came into your mind when you thought of that game? <laughs> I don't want to say what it was, what I thought of. <laughs> I played it because I hey, I played it because I like roguelikes, so there you go. It's um but it's 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 interesting because I find it very impressive that a game gear game can just have random random dungeons and still work well. Um it's very impressive stuff for the time and it still works yeah. well. It's it's a game from nineteen ninety and it still holds up in like two thousand twelve, which is insane. Very cool. Um Yeah. Uh, the other two games like the Gigi Shinobi and um, Sonic and Tails too. They are like an hour or two. An hour, it depends on how good you are. Um, so you are done with them really quick. But they are fun experiences. Um, and they are worthwhile games. So they're certainly interesting enough to pick up. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, Don, but I felt that Shinobi moved pretty slowly. I mean, for being a ninja, you think, yeah. you know, speedy, <laughs> agile. And this is just like slow and just... I don't know, kind of clunky, I thought. Maybe um, it's his granddad? Maybe. <laughs> You're not actually playing as the original Shinobi? Maybe that's what GG stands for, great granddad. Yeah. <laughs> Has to be right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still not a bad game. I thought it was actually pretty fun from what little bit I got to play of it. But uh, And especially for 300 yen, that's a really good buy. Um, Are they all 300? Yeah, they're all 300. Hmm. I don't know about I don't know about the European pricing about the American pricing is that Sonic is five, Shinobi is four, and Dragon Crystal is three. <laughs> yeah. And the the game that takes you that takes you the most time to beat is the least amount of money. So, fantastic. <laughs> um, very quick. I played two games, which are eShop games. One of is Dopa Mix, which is a rhythm game, and it is okay. Dopa it's, Mix. It's, yeah, Dopa Mix. It's it just uses the A button. <laughs> and you have to smash bubbles at the right timing. So it's this like... is a, only on the eShop. It's not. Um, it's not on anything else. It's exclusive to the eShop. Yeah, it's huh. like uh, it's like five hundred yen. Okay. Yeah, it, but it's a bit short. It only has like ten songs and then a mode that keeps you going forever. What kind of music is it? Um. A mixture enough. It's a bit uh, techno. It's a bit uh, happy. I suppose you could call it happy hardcore. Okay. Any J-pop? One J-pop song, I think. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, James. Do you just love J-pop that much? That only, that only <laughs> one song is not enough for you? Is, is that your problem? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. You want more AKB, on. huh? More AKB 48. <laughs> Yeah, you should see my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Even the windows are covered with posters. 
Oh my god. It gets very dark in the daytime. But... <laughs> to to very quickly, quickly wrap this up, I played um, a card game from the Okiwaku Oki series or the family series. Um, mm-hmm. Don't buy it. <laughs> it only has one. It only has one mode, which you play against the computer players. There's no multiplayer or anything. In comparison to other other games, it's really shallow. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Now, how much money it. was that? Don't buy it. Oh man, that was like four hundred yen. Damn, oh, I might buy it. <laughs> Bargain four hundred yen. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, of I might pick. I might pick that up. There's like a tennis and bowling one, which have online, which have local multiplayer and more modes than this one, which is really, really shallow. Really good if you compare it to this one, which only has one mode, and you're basically done with it in like ten minutes. Wow. <laughs> so hooray for that! Right then, let's move on to Danny. So uh, apart from uh, Great Granddad Shinobi, you, <laughs> what do you did? You finish up uh, Theater Rhythm. Actually, yeah, I I'm basically in the process of completing the game fully. Uh, just actually before we started recording, I just finished all like in the game. It kind of like in the music sections of it, um, it's divided up into like three different sections. There's like a thing where you do like a series. Basically, you play. If you pick Final Fantasy one, there's like four different, or I'm sorry, like five different songs that you play. Three of which are you know the main thing, like the battle song, the field song, and the, like the video song type of thing. Event. Uh, Event, thank you. Event song. And then, like, the the first one is, like, some usually maybe the opening music, and then the ending song is just, like, maybe the end music. And I beat all of those, and then and all the modes that are unlocked, at least right now, three modes. Um, and then I just beat all of the main things in the challenge mode, which is are essentially just all of the songs um, in the game. Um, so nice. I'm, I'm just kind of... Can I say one thing about it? The the Final Fantasy XIII one is kind of lazy. Yeah, you thought so? Yeah, because they use Over the Rainbow three freaking times. Yeah, I, I I haven't played Final Fantasy XIII, so I just figured maybe that's the only song that they <laughs> use like, the same motif over and over and over again. But I no, guess. no, it's know. the exact same song. It's not inter- instrumental and with uh, with lyrics. And I've now put up the the field version uh, also on the eShop, so you have now four versions of the exact same song in one game. <laughs> well, I heard if you play the Final Fantasy XIII song for twenty five hours, you get a new song. <laughs> which is yeah. another version. Which is another version of that song. Yeah, <laughs> could be fun. <laughs> it gets better twenty five hours in. Trust me. Okay. Well, I'll have to give it a shot. <laughs> yes, I, I I did play just like you know the demo of that game and and there was there's like you know three difficulties for each song does that mean that you've beaten like the hard difficulty of every song on there yes no it is it it gets ridiculous i was i remember yesterday i was playing uh final fantasy IV's like golbez i guess like battle and my god i mean sometimes just going through this stuff it's going so fast and you just I don't know, it's like melting your eyes and then you just pick them up with a spoon and put them back in the sockets and <laughs> keep going. It's ridiculous, but um, I did it. <laughs> That's hardcore, man. I I have now 99999 in my final um, score, Danny, so I'm completely done with that game. Wow. <laughs> wow, you two guys are like, you know, music specialists here, aren't you? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, it's it's a, it's a really great game. I've put in about thirty thirty five hours into it or so, and um, I I really enjoy it. I think you know Final Fantasy fans, if you grew up with the series or if you have any kind of a, a liking to the series at all, I think you could really enjoy this game. Hey, okay. 
Hey James, like the Bitrip uh, games, the European versions, I get those next week, so I continue the trend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you just your life is just constantly in rhythm, Don. Right. Oh yeah. So and, pla for... and platformers and platform. So uh, and Danny, Don, I got to ask you if when if they if these games both come out in the states, uh, rhythm have uh, sorry, rhythm thief and uh, theater rhythm. You got your forty dollars or fifty dollars or whatever. Which does it go towards? Rhythm Thief. Ooh, or that's a hard question. Mm. I think it. I'd, I'd say it depends on how much of a Final Fantasy fan that you are. Um, if you're a if you're a pretty big Final Fantasy fan, I'd say go with this. I mean, the uh, Rhythm Thief is a pretty amazing game, though. Um, I don't think it will last you nearly as long as a game like Theat Rhythm, though. But. It's uh, for me. For me, you know what? A game is about an experience from beginning to end. And if I have to think which game entertained me more, I think it's Rhythm Thief. Hmm. And and it's not saying to the quality of Tear Rhythm. It's a really fantastic game, but it speaks to an audience, sure. and that audience is uh, people who like Final Fantasy music or video game music in general. Right. Um, Tear Rhythm is more. I mean. Rhythm Thief is more of an action game, and if you want more entertainment value for yourself and not really thinking about the music you love or uh, just uh, just the simple gameplay of it, then Rhythm Thief is possibly the better buy for the bigger audience. Yeah, I think Rhythm Thief does a good job because, like you said, it's kind of like an action-adventure type, type of thing. It's not just straight rhythm and you're just doing rhythm songs. There's, there's a story behind it. You're doing stuff. You're helping townsfolks. You're doing random crap. Oh, it's it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's the one I'd go for because, I, like I said before, you know, I've no vested interest in Final Fantasy, so yeah, rhythm theme. But again, if you, if you, do you like video game music? I like video game music, indeed. Then I, it's still something that you should consider because it's also like a learning of how video game music has evolved over the years. Mm. It's an um, it's a very interesting thing to go back and see how. This type of a video game has evolved um, during the course of its lifespan. So, so the eight bit eight bit games have eight bit music. Yeah. Nice. I I thought they were all kind of you know they'd been orchestrated. No, no, no. no, they, no, keep, no. they keep the original music intact. So the eight the eight bit the sixteen bit the 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 Final Fantasy um, seven early PlayStation music and oh, just right. continues the trend and how it grows and how it continues. Oh, very cool. So they're exact rips of the songs, literally, from yes. the game to this, yeah, to this game. The complete, okay. the complete exact how they were in the game. You know, I think that there are maybe like one or two exceptions. With I think the DLC, they have a song from Final Fantasy 1, but I think it's from Final Fantasy Origins, which is on the PlayStation. And it's like an updated, weird kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, it's, it's clearly not 8-bit. It's clearly more advanced. But I mean, that, that's about it. I mean, everything is just straight from, you know, Famicom, Super Famicom, wherever it came from, you know. Okay, then. So next up, um, I'll, I'll go next. And so this, this week in Japan was my eighth year in Japan. Hey, so, which was St. Patrick's Day. E easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hope you, uh, hope you guys poured one out, as they say. Yeah. Have you have you gotten drunk? Um, I didn't get drunk. <laughs> I didn't get drunk. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Irish, and I'm a father. 
and <laughs> I think it would have been quite inappropriate to uh, go out and get drunk on that day. No, I celebrated it with my family. <laughs> you should have just got drunk at home, you know? That's a good point. But um, so my wife kindly bought me a surprise present. I wasn't expecting a present at all, but um, she got me a 3DS eShop card. Um, one of those uh, nice looking 8-bit Mario ones, which was awesome. And uh, of course, who did I go to the, other than Captain eShop himself for recommendations? Taking and, my uh, bell. Danny Bivens, of course. And uh, so I, I immediately downloaded Hiku Osu, aka Pushmo, Pulmo, <laughs> Pull, pull blocks. Uh, pull blocks. Pulmo. Yes. Let's have a great competition. Which is the better name to name this game? Pushmo or Pull Block? Pulmo. <laughs> pull blocks, Pushmo. Um, yes, Sumo Blocks. So the game that I just Sumo downloaded. <laughs> So I've, obviously I've only just got past the training and the first uh, world, and yep, I don't regret my purchase at all. Absolutely fantastic, and now I understand what you guys have been going on about for the past two, three months, I guess. Yeah, it's been out Maybe. since what, like October, November, right? Yeah, it came out in October here. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's four months now, <laughs> but yeah, better late than never. Yeah, loving it and uh, looking forward to playing more, and you know doing the QR codes and downloads and stuff like that. Are you a completionist at all there, James? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, man. If I, if I like a game, then yeah. You're going to be spending a lot of time on that because I, I managed to get through all of the, every single, you know, mission on there um, up until, you know, you, you beat the game. And then after you beat the game, there's even more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, the, it's like the first 200 and then there's 50 more. And yeah, I, I got about the same point, Matt. And then I was just like, I'm, God, I'm an idiot. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I got to that extra stuff, and now I'm just kind of picking away at it, like every now and again. There's, there's just so much content. It's a great game. But th that's the, that's the fun of an eShop game. You can just hop in and do some, and then go back. Like, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Absolutely. You, since you just have it on your menu there, you can, you know, have whatever cart in your, you know, 3DS in addition to that, right? So you can just kind of pull that up whenever you want. Yeah, absolutely. I've got uh, what is it, three hundred yen left. So, um, if any of the listeners have any recommendations for what Game Gear game, <laughs> other there than a Game Gear game, <laughs> Donkey Kong ninety four. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it might be Donkey Kong. That looks that is... like a lot of fun. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the other big thing that happened was uh, I finally finished Skyward Sword. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, indeed. So I think I put about 40 hours in it, which um, which is a lot for me, uh, because if you think about it, I mean, <laughs> full-time job, baby, and all the rest of it, it's like I get an hour a night, if if that, to play a game. So 40 hours, that's pretty much 40 days, if not more, you know, if, if, if I did play every night, which I don't. So it's more likely, you know, several months that I <laughs> that I would play that over. So it's just picking at it an hour a night and finally finally did it. And uh and I immediately jumped into the, the hero mode, the uh, second quest. And I because I, I hadn't got everything in the first quest and I thought, you know, I'm just gonna start hero mode and just try and get everything from the get go, because now I know where everything is, I'll just be able to, you know, blaze through it and uh, you know, hundred percent it in hero mode. Yeah, that, that I didn't didn't quite work out. <laughs> <laughs> It is 
freaking hard. I mean, we're talking like the first like Dekubaba plant is going to kill you. Wow. It's like, I mean, because you get like, what is it? Six hearts at the beginning of Skyward Sword. Um, that equals three hits in hero mode. Uh, a, just, a, just a tiny little enemy will knock two hearts off you. So um, when you're playing someone like Girit, Girit, is it Girahim? Girahim? The, the, the dude? <laughs> the gay-looking dude? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Lord Girahim. Girahim. Girahim? Yeah, Girahim. Um, yeah, when you, the first fight you do with him, I mean, it's pretty hard, like even on the first, first time round, but Jesus Christ. I mean, it's basically like a, a one-hit kill mode now with, hmm. with someone like him because he takes a lot more damage off than normal enemies, right? So it's crazy hard. Um, so yeah, I gave up on that idea completely. And uh, thank you to James Jones of RFN who saved my life there. He said, um, back up your save game before beating the last boss, which is what I did. And then uh, if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have had my original save game to kind of go back and try and 100%. So yeah, thanks to him, I can now do that so yeah i've given up on hero mode and uh <laughs> i've gone back to my original save and just trying to you know get the rest of the heart pieces and all the other little collectibles and now you've beaten the game i mean what, what is your overall opinion of the game do you like it do you not like it i do like it um it's it's not it's not up there with ocarina of time for me i know a lot of people are saying it's like the best zelda ever and stuff i mean i do love it but it hasn't surpassed Ocarina or Link to the Past for me, which are my kind of tied top Zelda games for me, like 2D and 3D Zelda games. So, yeah, it's it's up there. It's in the top five Zelda games, but, um, yeah, it's it didn't, uh, you know, blow my eyeballs out my out my skull as much as I, I hoped. <laughs> <laughs> if that's an expression, it is now. Um, but, yeah. It's it's uh, I wouldn't say I'd give it a ten out of ten, maybe a nine point five, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an it's an amazing game, and the the best thing about the game is the controls, basically. I mean, um, maybe when you first start off, it's a bit tricky, but once you get into it and you become just like you know a a Wii, Wii remote master at it, it's just like it just feels so good. Combat in that game, it's just really really good. Whipping out all your your weapons and your items and you know, you can do things so quickly and you just feel like a complete badass. It's just awesome. I mean, Matt, you're Captain Zelda. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I it, for me, it, it ranks up there. It's it's tied for me with uh, Link to the Past, which is my favorite, my other favorite Zelda game. And, um, you know, a lot of people, you get on message boards and just like everybody's just, you know, bombing it and saying, you know, God, it was a shitty title. Um, and I, I don't know, it's hard for me to, to really, you know, recognize those complaints. Like one of the big ones that everybody has is that, that they felt that Fi was actually, you know, just as annoying as like, you know, Navi was, for instance. And I don't know, I mean... I personally didn't like find like the, the beeping that comes in when she wants to talk to you annoying at all because it was like it, it seems like they didn't use quite as annoying of a sound so it was easier for me to just kind of ignore like okay I know you're going to tell me the same thing over and over I'm just going <laughs> to ignore you and it's not going to be a big deal um, 
Uh, although I, I do, I would have to agree with, you know, some of the complaints that, you know, every single time you, you know, you save out the game and then, you know, uh, open it back up down the road, you end up getting the, the, uh, descriptions, the descriptions, yeah. Yeah, the descriptions, descriptions. for, for like the, the little material items. I get, uh, that, that, that is, that is definitely an oversight from a gameplay perspective, I think. But otherwise I, I loved it. I really did not see anything, you know, with the game that I disliked side. Well, Another thing that everybody complains about is uh, the fetch quests, right? The, the the very specific fetch quests at near the end of the game, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I didn't really think those were that bad at all. So, hey, if you compare it to like the the Triforce hunting in the Wind Waker, exactly. Yep. It's yeah, it's bad. not that bad. Exactly, it's not that bad. And uh, one one thing that you know, I just I fuck I just love about that game is uh, the the art style, and this this is gonna relate to something that I'm gonna talk about later as well, but. It, they use they use this this incredibly gorgeous you know art style right it's where it's it's they have these pretty detailed graphics for the Wii when you're close up to something, but then they abstract it more and more as you go out so that uh, it's one of these games where you know pretty much anywhere you are at any given time you can just like take a screenshot and it it's it's beautiful it's almost like a painting because uh, they do this very impressionistic stuff with everything that's drawn in the distance. Um, and I, yeah. I just, I just think that's gorgeous. I think it's just so wonderful. I think it's timeless. And I think that you know, down down the line here, a couple of years from now, when we're looking at current generation games, um, I think this one will hold up because it, it uses this more abstract art style. Yeah, it's like when people run GameCube games through emulators. You know, they look like crap, but when it comes to Wind Waker, it looks incredible still. Like people running it in 1080p or whatever, and it looks amazing. It's because of the art style. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. It'll be the same with Skyward Sword. It'll, <clears throat> it'll definitely hold up the test of time. Um, there are lots of missed opportunities, like, you know, the sky, which I think is, you know, it's an, it's an awesome thing, and flying feels really good. But it's just so barren, and it's just like, you want this kind of, like, Pandora-esque world to kind of come out in front of you, you know, all these floating islands. But in essence, there are only just a handful of places you can land on. And the rest of them are just like basically floating rocks with a singular tre- treasure chest on it. You know, that's it. You know, <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, it kind of spoils it a little bit. And uh, maybe that's just a technical thing with the Wii. And uh, and uh, another little tiny, tiny little thing is like when you're landing on Skyloft where you start, um, you don't land where you uh, kind of parachute from you just kind of like get thrown back to this default position in the middle of the town sure. that that kind of annoyed me <laughs> like there's no there's no technical reason why they had to do that but uh, there you have it so that's me i'm done so uh matt take us home uh, i've been picking away at you know push 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 mo i guess <laughs> equal to as well as um the raid mode on uh Resident Evil Revelations. Resident Evil Revelations. That yep, that <laughs> one. That one. The, uh, your, your your status is on 3DS is still that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, so yeah, I've been picking at the the raid mode there. I'm trying to play through Abyss like the third third way through the mode, and it's uh, it's a lot more difficult than the other uh the other two i guess quests in the mode if you want to call them that uh, but still a whole lot of fun so come on mate you, you're working at capcom here did did anybody uh like hang their head in shame for that for that uh mistake at capcom 
Well, they um, what was it? Chris Fenson, Christian Fenson, uh, had uh, you know, did an interview with Gamma Sutra last week, I think, uh, where uh, he talked about that that you know that were yeah, you know, I read that, that yeah that you know Capcom was really embarrassed about it and everything. So, <laughs> but nobody committed seppaku or anything. <laughs> I'm not. That would suck. <laughs> It'd be pretty sad if somebody killed themselves over uh, if somebody cut their stomach uh, over you know a spelling a spelling error. error. Yeah. Well, that's what's <laughs> who'd be cutting their head off. That'd be the more bizarre part too <laughs> well if you read the internet that's what some people would hope i think but yeah a little extreme for a little spelling error but there you go uh, but what actually what i just kind of picked up again today was uh i was I, i've been planning on picking up journey this week because you know i've been hearing all these wonderful things about it but uh i finished I, it the game is wonderful sir i bet i bet I'm I'm really looking forward to doing that, but I figured okay before I do that before I buy something else I think I need to clear something off my pile of shame, so you know <laughs> and my wife always tells me like every weekend she's like so what are you gonna you're gonna be something you can you're gonna try to clear off you know something off your pile there and so uh, I picked up Okami for the first time and got months uh, and I had been somewhere about eight or nine hours into it I think and uh I just I played through it all more of it all day today and that's that's another one of these these beautiful games that it's just got this wonderful art style you know that I'm playing it on Wii but I'm sure it's not that much different from the PS2 and well you can you can see that it's like it, it is a PS2 era game as far as you know like it, it clearly does use kind of like lower uh, resolution models and like textures than what we're used to now, but because of the these wonderful shaders that they used, it's it's just it, it's beautiful to look at. You can look at it again like anywhere. You can look at a screenshot from wherever you are in the game at any given point in time, and the way they kind of abstract the the background and stuff, um, just it just makes it look like a painting. It's beautiful. So I've been yeah. having a whole lot of fun with that game. Um, I, the, the other thing is that that celestial brush mechanic works really well in the Wii. I think that uh, it, it for me it's like it, it's almost a joy basically to uh, get into like you know whatever like little fights with any enemies that just happen to come about, just so that I can like you know clear them off with the uh, celestial brush real quick and you know feel all proud of myself. This is also on my pile of shame. I think I'm about an hour and a half into it. Yes. I, do, I do intend to complete it as, yeah. as well. Well, it's, it's going to be long, dude, because I, I was just curious. I'm like, okay, if I'm going you know, to beat this, I wonder how much more time I have to put into it. So I, I just kind of looked on the internet real quick, and like some review from like 2006 said that you know, you're going to put at least 30 hours into it. So uh, <laughs> it, you know, okay. now that, since you just put you know, 40 plus hours into uh, Skyward Sword, if you're planning on doing that with Okami, uh, you're probably going to be playing anything else for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that should last me until July. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> there you huh. go. Uh, what do you think about the translate? Are, are you playing the Japanese version? I'm actually so Okami is one of these few games that I had gotten in the U.S. before I moved over to Japan. Or okay, actually, I think I got it as a gift from somebody in the U.S. So you know, it's the American version. Luckily, I happen to have a Japanese and a an American Wii, so uh, I had to you know dust off the American Wii and you know put the disc in there. But the uh, so what, what do you think about version. the what do you think about the translation? I mean, this is a very Japanese game. Right. Lots of kind of ancient Japanese names and uh, objects and, you know, spiritual things and food and everything. Very hard to translate some of these things, right? But I think they did quite a good job. Yeah, I think so. I mean, from what I've seen so far, yeah. It's, I mean, you can see that, you know, they've taken liberties with certain things, and I'm sure there, there were reasons for it. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember there was, uh, oh, there was, like, something about, 
I was going to a village and in, in Japanese, of course, you know, when they have like signs in Japanese in the game, it, it, they still leave that in there, right? There's, it's not, you know, translated to English. So, uh, you know, there's a sign, like the object itself says like Kusanagi no Muda or something like that. Like, so the village of Kusanagi, but then like, you know, you hit the Z button to, you know, read it, read it. And then in English it says, you know, this way to uh, Kusa village. So, you know, they cut off the Nagi part and I'm, uh, I'm sure that, you know, they had a reason for that, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, translation-wise, so far so good. I, it, it, it makes sense to me, you know, everything that they've, they've done so far, translation-wise. My, I've I've gone blank, but what's that two D, um, beautiful two D game, uh, side-scrolling slash 'em up, which is like really beautiful hand-drawn Mur graphics. Murumasa, Demon Blade. Like, thank yeah, you, thank Murumasa, you. Yeah. Exactly, same same kind of deal as Okami. You know, very Japanese game, lots of. Japanese text, you know, in the world itself, and and to kind of read the translations of that, you know, sometimes they don't quite match, but it's you know, it's a very good translation. It's, it's sometimes it's interesting to see what they call food, certain foods in English, because you know there are literally there is there is no English word for these these foods, but like they have to think of something, right? So it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see that cornflakes. More, it's, it's surprising that you bring a Muramasa. That's actually one of the first games I solely played in Japanese. Nice. Which I really enjoyed. I've I put like how many hours in that game? Too many. It's a long it's a long game because you have two separate quests, one with the one with the girl, one with the boy. Okay. Um, and you can use any control scheme you want, so I use the GameCube controller. Cool. Because I can. Oh really? I didn't know that. <laughs> I've been yeah, you can the... use you can use the GameCube controller if you want to. <laughs> I've been using the Wii remote and uh, Nunchuck. I really want to nice. check that one out too. Maybe I can find that use somewhere for really cheap. That'd be awesome. I think, yeah. yeah, I think it is actually pretty cheap. U.S. version, Japanese version, they're all cheap. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and while we're talking about 2D games, um, the uh, the the site Nintendo World Report is um, doing a a site-wide game club on a boy and his blob on the Wii, which is um, you know a beautiful hand-drawn remake of the. Quite terrible original NES game. Um, <laughs> if you if you go back and play it, you'll see what I mean. It's it's basically it's unplayable now. It's it's almost impossibly hard. Uh, I mean, quite literally. Like you, if you make if you throw down too many beans of one color, you cannot complete the game. It's like you've used up hmm. the wrong the too many of one kind. You know, with the Wii version, all of that's fixed and it looks beautiful. So I'm I'm hopefully going to get a, a copy of that. Um, and join in with the game club activities. Man, I, I finished that ages ago. That's also such a good game. Yeah, you need to whip it out again. Yeah, I love the most stuff. That's a, from a very good company too. It's from Way Forward. Yeah, Wayforward's who made awesome. Mighty Switch Force recently and all that. Uh, they made Aliens Colonial Marines for Sega. That's also a very good DS game. Yeah, very good at 2D art. Those guys. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so I think if if anyone's got anything else to talk about, then we'll just end the first segment there. Sounds important. Okay. I have two games on my pile of shame. Maybe you guys can decide for me at the end. Or maybe the listeners can. That's a good thing. Because I am now going back to older games because I still have enough time. So I have not finished Zelda Skyward Sword, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a choice you're asking the listeners? <laughs> yeah, or or you? I don't know. And fragile dreams. 
I text okay. Go What's Up. <laughs> Sky What's Up, Fragile Dreams, then w what the <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah, I would do like house chores before attempting that game. You know, anything else apart from that. Is this Lego Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Lego Pirates on the Wii wasn't bad. Okay. <laughs> but you can't compare it. But, but, um, but Zelda might be taking a bit longer, so I don't know if I would start it right now. That's why I'm asking. Um... Yeah, you need to play Zelda. I need to okay. play Zelda. Yes, you do. So, through the magic of time travel, during the next musical break, Danny and I will be transported to somewhere in the middle of Tokyo, and we'll nah, be... Nah, you will move to a magical journey land. <laughs> and we'll be joined by Minoru, so please stick around after listening to this wonderful uh, musical break. So, um, th well, at this point, we'll say goodbye to Matt and Dan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm, I'm now going to watch football. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I'm gonna, I'm Matt, we'll yep. see you. I'm going to go and watch Japanese TV. <laughs> okay, then. Right then. So, see you guys later. And please stick around. Goodbye. Okay, then. So... Hope your flux capacitors have cooled down, because it's now a week and a half later, and I'm back here with Danny. Hello. And this time I'm here with Minoru. Hello. So uh, we're we've just finished a video feature uh, for the site all about Street Pass. So we uh, we thought that we'd um, talk a little bit about that. That's coming in the feature section a bit later. But um, what we're going to do, we're going to continue with the normal show. We're going to have news and uh, the uh, life in Japan section which we didn't do previously and i thought it would be better to have you know a japanese person in with us <laughs> so um yeah so we're gonna have news and life in japan and then some of your uh, letters as well so let's get to it so first bit of news danny what have we got uh well staying with the eShop moniker that's my <laughs> nickname uh, this is actually about uh, another bravely default uh, Flying Fairy demo coming out. Um, it was actually just announced the other day, and it should be hitting the eShop this week. I, I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow, 20th. as as of the day of recording, uh, it's going to be the twenty eighth. So it's coming out tomorrow. And um, yeah, so I don't know about you guys if you guys have played the first demo, but <laughs> played. I, I, I did. Yeah. Uh, played in quotation marks. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> played. You can finish it in like less than five minutes, probably. Um, minutes. <laughs> you can walk left and right and that's it yeah and then you, yeah it, it's it's kind of lame because they, they kind of touted it as being like hey you know this is going to give you a better sense of you know what the game's like you can you know move around it's like it's more of a full-fledged you know part yeah. of the game but it's 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 all about the ar isn't yeah, it that ba game, yeah. basically at least the demos have been so yeah. i don't know it's kind of annoying because then i i don't have a printer so I was like, man, how am I going to even get the AR card? I didn't even do the AR. Is it the card from TGS? No, no, it's a different card. A new card. Okay. A different download one. Yeah. So actually what I did, I just downloaded it on my phone and just saved uh -huh. it and just sat my phone down and okay. did like that. So this demo coming out tomorrow, it, they said it's going to be more game-like, right? Yeah. Like actually you can do something with it this time. Right. Right. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so hopefully we can actually... It's it's an RPG, right? Yeah. So hopefully some kind of battling or something, I don't know. We'll find out soon. Now, well, uh, according to the official Twitter, mm -hmm. um, it said uh, there's no battle. 
Oh, okay. So it's just hall. in the town or something like that? Yeah, yes, I think so. Something like that. Okay. So nothing too... Well, it should be more interesting than the last two, right? <laughs> Which have been not much. I mean, the first one was just a, literally yeah. an I mean, AR mode, right? I mean, it's interesting to see, you know, kind of what they can do with the AR stuff, but it's, I hope that's not all the game is, because if it is, then I can just keep playing these demos until the cows <laughs> come home. Oh, is this like a world record for amount of demo, different demos for a one game? I mean, I Theater they're, Rhythm had two, I yeah. think. They're going to have quite a few, like they said, a series of demos for this. <laughs> yeah. So who knows how many that is. That's crazy. Um, so next up, we have the uh, Korokoro Comics uh, 3DS console. So the um, Korokoro Comics, I'm not very familiar with these, but um, it's apparently their 35th anniversary this year. Do you, do you know anything about these? Uh, yes, uh, Korokoro Comics uh, is, a, I think, a monthly um, comic magazine, and it's very popular among... Well, mm, what kind of age range? Like yeah. junior high school or no? Like high school? Uh, well, I think the main target is mm, elementary oh, okay. school children. So young, young kids. Okay. So it's like lots of Pokemon adverts and stuff inside. Exactly. Okay. So is is it just like a sticker on it? I mean, it it looks a bit crazy. It's got it, loads of it does look crap actually. Over. Actually, I think it looks incredible. Um, it's yeah, like a, really? it's a, it, I think I like it a lot. It's a deep blue and it has like a bunch of like yellow highlights with the designs is like, the blue the blue is the system so yeah it's like a it, it's not like the new cobalt blue system that's coming out okay. here it's like a midnight blue a dark blue um, i think it looks pretty Kodokoro cool. blue yes Kodokoro blue apparently <laughs> does Kodokoro mean like spinning around yes Kodokoro Kodokoro is like japanese um onomatopoeia, onomatopoeia. wow mm. what a word <laughs> <laughs> so um next up um Minoru, what uh, can you tell us about what's going to be going on with uh, Dynasty Warriors? I think he means Dynasty Warriors for those. <laughs> Dynasty <people>. Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say Dynasty Warriors. Yes, God. you lose. Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. So the TV show was called Dynasty, not Dynasty. I've never even heard of that. And I'd say <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before your time. Yes. So and. Um, you know what's going to be going on? Well, uh, yeah, we will have uh, Sam's and Link and me costumes in Dynasty Warriors BS. In me, a me costume. So it's like a humanoid figure with a big <laughs> me head. Yeah. That's... yeah, I saw an image of that. It looks pretty... It sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but also, isn't this like... I thought Nintendo had regulations against like violence towards me. Like you, couldn't, you can't have like a me being... Cut with a blade. Now it's like, but it's just in these games. It's just like you're beating people with sticks. <laughs> I mean, there's really you don't cut people's arms off or something, right? Well, it's not <laughs> bloody violence, but it's like it's violent, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a teen rather than a, a, a but universal. It's, but it's not a mature. It's not a black box game, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 strange. Yeah, the the this the Samus one is the uh, zero suit, oh. I think. Okay. And Link is Link, but I think to be clear, it's, you're not playing as those characters. You're playing the regular characters wearing a costume that looks like them. So <laughs> there's no change at all in the gameplay. I think. So not that much of a big deal. But I think it's a like a DLC kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's a normal like spot pass kind of thing. 
Okay, so next up, um, what was it? The Famicast, was it Famicast 9? We were talking about the, yes, it was. Yeah. We were talking about the Nintendo Direct thing, and there was the uh, Capcom cross Namco cross Bandai cross Tekken game, um, which Iwata-san didn't reveal anything about. He just said, it's coming, a game about that. So we don't even know what like uh, genre it is, but... <laughs> But um, on Rhythm. the <laughs> you wish, so on the website um, for this game, they've just it's just like a, a singular image. They I think they've changed it a couple of times, but one image that had all these X's, obviously indicating the X, the cross, and um, the, all the X's were like different colors, and uh, somebody has deciphered these uh, colors into speculation about the characters that could be in the game. And it's pretty crazy. It's like pretty much every character from all of these games. So, like, from, what do you think? What, what kind of game could this be with all those kind of like? There's like fighting game characters. There's like you know all sorts of characters. I think there was like a diehard arcade guy, which is like you know such a random character to have in there. Well, if they made it some kind of a RPG, that would be crazy and weird. I don't. But think... it's it's got to be a fighting game, right? I mean, this is. Capcom and Namco. Yeah, right? I, that seems to make the most sense. Yeah, I guess. But uh, they have already made a fighting game, fighting game. Right. Uh, I mean, a Street Fighter cross Tekken. Right, right, and Tekken cross Street Fighter. Yeah. The reverse, and they've just done the Marvel versus uh, Capcom. <laughs> Capcom. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, how many fighting games can they release in a few years? It's crazy. I don't know. It could be. A kart racer? <laughs> <laughs> could be fun. Could be fun. Could be awful. Oh, awful, yeah. But yeah, we'll find out soon enough. But yeah, it's very mysterious what all these characters could be in. But yeah, next up. So there's a new film coming out. It's called 100 Yen, and it looks at Japan's arcade history. Um, and apparently, you can go to their website and uh, donate money towards them. Um, yeah, I think they're like not even halfway. Oh wow! Yeah, so they, but it looks interesting though. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys. Um, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called uh, A Fistful of Quarters, the, the King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. It's kind of like a documentary about this yeah. guy who plays Donkey Kong, mm -hmm. and he goes to like he, basically trying to be like number one in the world. It's actually a very interesting movie. Mm. I've yeah. never seen that movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it, it's good fun. Yeah, any gamer I think would enjoy the movie because it's just a lot of fun and yeah. you get to see a lot of weird people. <laughs> <laughs> True that. So, so this is called Hundred Yen, the Final Coin. So it's all about Japan arcades, like the history of Japan arcades. I mean, uh, people might know that arcades in Japan are pretty are like they're a lot more popular than they are back home, right? Right. Like. It's like it's never died down. It's it's as popular as it. Well, maybe not as popular, but it's, it's still crazy popular. Yeah, it's still a viable place for companies to release titles and stuff like yeah. that. And all the best Street Fighter players, you know, hanging oh, yeah. up there, you know, in Akihabara, like yeah. fighting each other like every day. And it's crazy too because even these machines have like online connectivity, right. so yeah. you could not. Oh, it's not as oh, I'm the best guy at Street Fighter in this arcade. It's like mm -hmm. I'm the best in Japan. Right. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's worth donating to. It looks like a good movie to be made. Um, 
because uh, they've got lots of uh, people from the industry and uh, I think I saw like a guy from Kotaku on, on the mm. movie as well contributing to it so uh, like you know foreigners living in Japan mm-hmm. as well as uh, Japanese game makers and stuff yeah it looks like yeah ch- check it out search for like 100 yen the final coin and uh, you'll be able to see their donation page it's on the Indiegogo so anyway yeah Indiegogo you can donate to that check it out and see if it's worth donating to Okay, so let's move on to some virtual console updates. So uh, Dan, uh, on the previous Famicast, talked about how all the Sonic games were being removed from uh, Japan's virtual console. Oh, really? Uh, including Sonic 2, big games like that. So apparently they're going to stay in Europe, only in Europe. Uh, I'm not sure about the States, but yeah, Japan definitely losing them all. Uh, so yeah, that's good for Europe, I guess. <laughs> Shame we don't have Dan on in this segment, but um, uh, what, what else is coming to the virtual console eShop, Danny? Uh, Who else would I ask? Lots of, <laughs> lots of stuff. Um. So the other week we had... Yeah, last, just this past week we had um, Game Boy Gallery 2. Um, here in Japan, it's called Game Boy Gallery 2. In Australia, it's called Game Boy Gallery 2. I believe in Europe and America, it's Game and Watch Gallery right. 2. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, well, I, I don't know why that there's you know differences in the names mm-hmm. and the territories, but it's just kind of <laughs> you know how they decided to do it. Um, yeah, because Game and Watch was more popular in Japan than anywhere, so why wouldn't it be called yeah, that? It's so These are like remixed Game and Watch. Basically, it's right? a Game and Watch game, but like enhanced graphics and. Uh, Maybe yeah. even, maybe even it's a little bit more functional than what they would have been, you know, back in the day. Right, right. But the Japanese one is only in black and white. The color remix didn't right. get released outside. That's so right. You you're not gonna pick that up? No. <laughs> I picked up the first one. It wasn't that bad, but it's just. What about this Bujin Toke thing? I got, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I got that, and that's. Good job it was free. Is all I can say. Yeah, it's free, and it's just. I don't know. Kind of unnecessary. <laughs> For people who don't know, that means uh, beauty clock. Um, yeah. If you check out Danny's uh, eShop uh, roundup, <laughs> it's basically like photographs, 3D yeah. photographs of women. And videos on the top of the hour. Videos on the top of the hour. And um, <laughs> I didn't watch <laughs> it that long. In 3D. In 3D. <laughs> but it's so weird. It's like, obviously, they're just holding a piece of card and they've like mapped on the clock to no, it. No, actually, because it, it's a picture changes every minute. So it's like actually they're holding literally a different piece of something up every time. Ridiculous. And uh, you know this is it's not just on the 3DS. They have a, on the PSP. All right. Maybe a few mm-hmm. versions or something on the PSP. And they've been talking about this actually for quite a while. I think since like 2010. It's like a Windows like app that you might download. Yeah, but it's, it's good job it's free anyway. But it, what what stinks about it is you can't. I mean, it's not like you're gonna open up your 3DS and probably have it on there. Yeah. Uh, Usually, I'm I'm not going to. It's just kind of impractical. Yeah, it's very strange. Who made these? It said, it, you know, I, I looked. It said under the maker on Nintendo site. It mm. said Beijing Toke, Beijing Toke. And I was like, mm. what? So it's like, maybe that's the name of the company that made it, <laughs> or it's just Nintendo, and it is. I don't know. It's really strange. No, it doesn't have any name on it. I can't see it. Yeah. Just says Vision Tokyo. Yeah. So I, I was thinking it was internally developed by Nintendo, but then I checked on their, their profile page on the Nintendo webpage and it said, yeah, this is, didn't really say, they said Vision Tokyo. I just loaded it up now. Um, <laughs> she, she's a 
She's a dog hairdresser, this lady, apparently. With an F cup, blood type A. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about that in the letters section later on, the blood type thing. Uh, she has their birthday, their favorite place, and a, and a message. <laughs> and you can save all of these photos to your SD card, mm -hmm. which is um, frightening. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think this girl actually wrote down herself like all these times? Maybe. Like, mm. How many combinations is that? That's a lot of combinations. Well, if it's one girl an hour, it's like But it's not 60. one girl an hour. It's so like one... It, sometimes it's like... There's, you know, three minutes and you see the same girl and then it changes. It's, I don't know how... So it's not 12 girls. No. 60 minutes. It's, uh, no. it's probably like over 100 girls. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. So it probably took a long time to... Yeah. So people, people in the West who are jealous of us, yeah, don't be jealous. Please <laughs> don't be jealous. It's not worth it. <laughs> and uh, as for big releases, um, what is coming out uh, next week? Danny, anything? Well, I mean, this week, you know, you got the Bravely Default demo coming out. That's that's about the biggest thing. Megaton. So, <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, nothing. Not even Kingdom that, Hearts 3D? Oh, yeah. Well, then there is that little <laughs> game, too. Uh, I thought you were just talking about eShop exclusively no, no. here. Yeah, but uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance yes. is uh, coming out this week here in Japan on yeah. the 29th. Um, I know a lot of people on staff are excited about that. A lot of Disney fans, um, a lot of this franchise or fans of the franchise, anyways. Um, to be honest, uh, I've never owned a Kingdom Hearts game. Me neither. Me neither. I I played <laughs> I played some of the the first one on the PS2. It's fun. I just that's it. I just never got into it. I think uh, Pedro Hernandez, our resident Disney uh, <laughs> mega fan on uh, on staff, is probably. Uh, not too happy that you know we're in Japan, all three of us, and mm -hmm. none of us give a crap about <laughs> buying it. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> and it's not you can't import it, so yeah. Sorry, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that about wraps it up for news. Uh, so next up, we're gonna do uh, in a bit of a wrong order. We're gonna go into life in Japan. Okay, so for life in Japan, uh, this time we thought we'd talk about um, Street Pass because uh, we have been doing a Street Pass uh, video feature today, which is why we're here today. We're in the we're in a building in the Tokyo University at the moment, recording in an office there. So we just finished it up, and this video feature will be done. I. I guess in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't want to give a time limit because it's it's up to me to edit it and who knows. April first, it's coming your way. <laughs> but yeah, you'll be able to see us uh, doing stupid things with street passing. Uh, <laughs> so look forward to that. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd talk about um, what street passing is like in Japan. I mean, uh, do you guys use it every day or not? I know I do. Yeah, uh, every time I go out, uh, I. Mm, I make it a rule to carry my 3DS. And, Me too. And uh, I, mm, I get a bunch of street pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I mean, typically I don't. I, I usually hang around in my town, so I don't have to go to any places. I work really close to where I live too. But if I'm coming into Tokyo or even just going like out of town, I'm getting on the train. 
I'll bring it with me. Even sometimes I just want to see how many steps I'm taking or get more game coins. So <laughs> I just use it like when I walk to the Seven Eleven, I have it in my pocket or something. Yeah. So it's like that ten game coin limit, right? <laughs> yeah. I think I could easily get a hundred a day, but never mind. Yeah, me too. I take it with me every day, and I usually get t- ten, nine or ten street passes on the way to work, and yeah, same on the way back. So. Run about 20 a day so it helps with um, street pass quest and things i mean uh, danny you're kind of local right so you don't right. you don't get to travel on the busy trains but um in your like local area do you ever like pass anyone yeah uh, sometimes it's i'm surprised i get like maybe three or four or five it just depends where i'm going at a time of day i mean a lot of the places where i go like there's an electronic store kind of close mm-hmm. to where i live but mm-hmm. it's also really close to a school mm-hmm. so there's always like a lot of kids around <laughs> so i feel like a weirdo hang out outside the school <laughs> gates hey, kids yeah um so i'm getting a lot of street passes from children actually um, one thing that's kind of interesting too i've got street passes in my apartment um, so people walking by yeah it's only happened like that has happened like one specific time okay. um do you have but, a near a window or anything? Or? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm like not even on like the far edge of my apartment. I'm like not in the middle, but mm-hmm. like closer to one of the edges. But I remember one time it was around the time that school had been getting out for the kids. And Are you on the ground floor? Ground floor. Right. And then I just had a street pass. I was like, hmm. okay, that's yeah, weird. Me too. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Okay. That's never happened to me. But yeah, like I, I used to take it out when I was walking the dog just around my area. It's mm-hmm. like this. It's I live. I don't live in a, a busy town. I live like just outside of a busy town so like you know where i am there's there's, there's nothing there really it's just like a bakery and, and that's about it i love, I love bakeries <laughs> yeah. so i kind of gave up taking my 3ds out with me uh, walking my dog because you know i knew that i would never get again get anyone but what for one day i kind of took it out because i wanted to get play coins i hadn't been to work so i thought oh, i'll just get some play coins take it out with me and i got like two just random people and i think one of them was a person i was chatting to who also had the dog, you know, dog owners oh, okay. chat to each other. And it's like, and I checked my 3DS and it's like, that kind of looks like the person I was talking to. And she said she likes dogs. That's, I think that was her, you know. It's like, whether I'll see her ever again, I don't know. But um, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, so I think Danny and I, I mean, we don't live in busy places, right? So I guess our experiences are more similar to what would be outside of Japan, right? Yeah, but not quite as bad. <laughs> because we have a, we actually have a chance to, you know, go to a big, busier place, not just a, on convention days yeah. or something. But like if we that. if we only relied on our own town, right. we'd, we'd never complete these quests no, or anything, take right? Years. It'd take years, right? I mean, I know I wouldn't. I mean, like I said, I got two in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it, crazy. You know, I have noticed like for me, it has been getting. I've been crossing uh, crossing paths with a lot more people than what I did when it first came out. Yeah. Um. Maybe it like the, the first couple months. I think I got like two or three in my town it was kind of bad mm-hmm. but now i mean like i said i'm getting i see there's a lot more kids with them i mean it's a lower price so i mean obviously mm-hmm. it's looking like a, a better present to give kids it's not as expensive as right. what it was when minoru and i bought it <laughs> suckers <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true um yeah you're more likely to get like young kids right i think i i think i said this in a previous family cast but like I actually do kind of go out my way sometimes to get street passes. Like, for example, when I'm going to the supermarket, mm-hmm. like there's a way I can go through the supermarket. I can either go like downstairs and go through the food section or I can go upstairs and I can go through the electronics section. <laughs> so I on purpose, it's, it's a little bit out my way. It's not crazy out my way, but like 
I have to go up a step upstairs instead of downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. So I do go up there, and I and I usually get like you know three or four you know kids who are <laughs> they're, they're crowded around the uh, Nintendo zone. Yeah, um, you know they're trying to because that's the only way they can access uh, Wi Fi because mm-hmm. they can uh, download stuff from the eShop mm-hmm. using the Nintendo zone. Unrestricted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no parents. Yeah. I guess I was slagging off um, the Nintendo zone before, <laughs> like saying how lame it was, but like. I guess it does have a use for people who don't have Wi-Fi at home, you know. That's, yeah. I mean, I saw people just, just stood there watching it download the Rhythm Thief demo. They oh. were just sat there just watching it download. It Goodness like, gracious. <laughs> it was going so slowly as well, <laughs> those little baubles. And uh, actually, I do have a retraction for that, actually. Um, like I said, I slagged it off for being completely useless. But I, I checked on it um, a few days ago now, and uh, they've, they have changed it. Hmm. You can, um, it's got, aside from those two basic boxes that I talked about last time. They do have links to a few demos. They have like the Monster Hunter okay, demo course, link. Right? Which take which all it does is just takes you to the eShop to that place. Okay. You're not downloading it from that unit. It's just taking you to the eShop, you know. Ah, it's, right. it's not that, you know not that advanced. But uh, yeah, I thought that's it's good to let people know, hey you can it's got a shop on your three DS and hey you can download stuff from it. So yeah. it's it's a good way of uh, getting people aware of that. So what which game have you used uh, Street Past with the most? I mean, mine's got to be Street Past Quest, obviously, but I mean, like, you know, a retail game or a downloaded eShop game. Recently, I've been doing it a lot with uh, Theatrhythm Final Fantasy. There are some, there's like a mode in the game, it's like hmm. a chaos something or other mode, and um, it's like, I, apparently, there's like an infinite number of possibilities for the combinations of songs and like the difficulties that it can be or something. Because that you can choose, like, out of the ones that you've done, you choose, like, what's your favorite. Mm-hmm. And then you can have it, as soon as you street pass somebody, that, you know, they get this song on their list. And I have one on my list that is insane. Like, typically, like, the, the little arrows and stuff, they're just, like, maybe pointing in one direction, always, constant. Like, yeah. up, down, left, right. Or it's just, like, a, you know, touch yeah. or something. But these ones are, like, moving. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. So it's like going like this, and then you, it, whenever it hits the circle where you're supposed to tap, yeah. it's wherever it's at. If it's at, you know, if it's start, even if it started at up at the far left side, and it comes, you know, comes across the screen from left to right. And it's turning. It, yeah, <laughs> and it's turning. And first, I thought, am I just going crazy? Are my eyes is something wrong? But it happened more than once and from this guy who played an ungodly amount of time, and. Uh, it's, it's not like a, a ghost thing. It's not like uh, watching well, him play. No, 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 no. Insanity effect. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's eternal darkness all over again. <laughs> yeah, and then it said my SD card was corrupt. <laughs> so that's crazy. Yeah, so that's, it's interesting. So you'd never played that difficulty setting before? No, because it doesn't even, like, I've never even seen it. I don't think it exists. I've done a lot of Is stuff. Is it like a it. playlist kind of thing? It, 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 it chooses two songs, and these songs might not necessarily be... I mean, there's stuff obviously that's in the game, but it's kind of like remixed even a little bit. It's really weird. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess we don't really know exactly what that is then. Yeah, it's I don't know. That was just really bizarre. But other than that, I mean, you can, you can just street pass like the different songs that you like, and okay. even if it's something that you haven't unlocked yet in this particular mode, then you can play it. Oh, so it's like a my favorite playlist you get on Amazon and or something like that. Kind of. Uh, also talking about sound app, I'd like to nominate this, the the 3DS sound app as the worst Street Pass <laughs> application ever. That is just. Yeah, I don't think I've done anything. With I, I turned it on for a couple of days to see what it did, mm-hmm. and uh, you you literally it's just like it compares you with the people you pass in it, and it kind of 
gives you a percentage of how similar you are in tastes. But it's like what? How? based on, and it's just bizarre. Like yeah. I, I was passing people, and you know, my my tastes are like, <laughs> like East and West Coast uh, rap, and it's like oh, I'm yeah. passing people who like um, J- J-pop, and it's like you're fifty two percent similar. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> how is Tupac similar to uh, you know Snap? <laughs> probably just the eye color <laughs> so yeah that was a bit weird so yeah I turned it off it was just annoying having that flash up all the time wow yeah. if you uh, switch past with many people mm-hmm. with the sound app you will get a ranking mm-hmm. of, the, yeah. of the, um, their favorite songs am- among them mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, I don't think it's a cool feature yeah, yeah. it's a bit stupid yeah, I think they were just trying to like, like, how can we do this? We can't swap MP3s, so what, what can we do? You know? That would be cool. <laughs> just a little clip or something. Yeah. Actually, I, I, most of the guys were like listening to Monster Hunter soundtracks. <laughs> Typical, right? <laughs> there you go. I mean, do, do you like Monster Hunter? No. Okay. Yeah, but every time I check my Mi Plaza, uh, yeah, 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 I, I realized that uh, how popular Monster Hunter oh, yeah. is in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, uh, about three or four or two people of ten played Monster Hunter right <laughs> recently. And usually two. These are the people that don't give you any puzzle pieces or <laughs> yeah. anything. Because they don't use the 3DS for anything else. They, yeah. They probably even, it's surprising they've even got Street Pass turned on, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think there's an achievement for that, isn't there? If you get if you summon five people with the same playing the same game at once, you get. An, uh, I think I've got that achievement. Really? I think that's what it is. I, I I easily got that achievement with Monster Hunter. It was like I play Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, Monster Monster Hunter. And yeah, I've got it. Crazy. Yeah, it's a good way of seeing how popular a game isn't it like mm-hmm. you know when a game comes out and it's like how many people are playing like when revelations came out and there's a lot of people playing that and obviously mario kart 7 even i think rhythm thief too even i still see yeah i've got a couple of, yeah rhythm thief and it's like uh it, i mean the whole point of that showing you what game they're playing is to like you know promote other games isn't it mm-hmm. and sometimes they even have links to it mm-hmm. don't they on the eShop? Mm-hmm. like you know this guy's playing this you know hey check yeah. it out or something yeah and that's it's actually good. that's kind of cool especially yeah. if there's a demo available too then you can say oh what's yeah, he playing yeah. oh that's cool but well, talking about demos they do show if they've been playing a demo recently mm-hmm. like i passed someone today and it said um they were playing the project mirai the hatsune miku mm-hmm. demo and it's like yeah when it's got the button you can just download it from mm-hmm. there it's, it's got a cool feature <clears throat> yeah have you ever found out like games you've never heard of from that before yes and probably couldn't even read it <laughs> <laughs> right. what it even shows the... DS like 2DS yeah. games which is cool yeah. right Dragon Quest 9 came up and it's like mm-hmm. yeah that's not even a 3DS game which is cool so um, so what about um, well I've told you my worst the sound app what's, what's our favourite uh, Street Pass uh, game other than the, the built in ones obviously is that theater than yours? Probably theater than for me. Really? I'd say. Mm-hmm. What about yours? Well, uh, in my case, well, I think um, Kid Icarus is my favorite street passing game because it exchanges more meaningful things. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have this. And it, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't do have it either. Uh-huh. Well, it exchanges seed of weapons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. And in this game, well, weapon is pretty much a character. Right. Uh, okay. So other than weapons mm-hmm. and you know, some kind of perks or mm-hmm. miracles, all the characters are the same. So how how well or how do you play um, depends on 
your weapon. <laughs> I see. Yeah. The weapons are, are unique. They're like, well, yeah. there's, it's not, they're not all unique, but there's so many. It's like you're bound to get a new yes. one every day, right? Yes, <laughs> uh, there are uh, millions of weapons. Combinations, the, right? Yes. <laughs> Like the, the 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 look of it might be the same, but the mm -hmm. stats would be different, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. What frustrating mm, mm -hmm. to me is uh, even if you get a seed of mm -hmm. a nice weapon, mm -hmm. uh, you need hertz or oh, in-game currency right. to lo to unlock the weapon. I see. Yeah. Hmm. And you can so these seeds or like gems or whatever mm -hmm. it is, did is it you can like convert them into hearts or something like put them in a grinder i saw a video about that and they could t convert it into mm -hmm. hearts so you can actually choose what you want to do with the, uh -huh. yes. the street pass. that yes. sounds quite cool yeah. actually um, having a choice yes uh you have three options i think the synthesize uh, mm -hmm. the yeah. weapon into a into into hearts, yeah. and can you just get the weapon and use it that's another yes, option, yeah yes mm -hmm. and the third option is uh is uh synthesize and two seeds oh, into okay. another right, right. seed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I know. I saw somebody uh, putting one of these seeds. Oh no, then maybe that's a different thing. There's an option in where you can uh, put something in a in a catapult and you fire it and then it and it unlocks something. But you can actually just <laughs> drop it and just <laughs> waste it completely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. That's yes. so weird. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's that's different yeah. though, right? Yeah. That's a different. Yeah. Mode, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a different. Okay. That sounds cool, actually. If I, if you're a street pass nut, you know it might be worth buying it just for that, right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm still on the fence about Kid Icarus, but that's uh, that's another topic for another time. Yes, but, yeah. actually, I'm in the same boat as you, James. Yeah. Um. So my favorite one. Well, it's kind of, it's yeah. I'm also a little bit frustrated with my my choice. I mean, Mario Kart Seven is my choice, but. The, the way it's implemented isn't perfect. I mean, I think I've said this before, like how the people you street pass, you, the ghost data isn't an accurate representation of what they did, you know, and uh, it's kind of like a little bit cheating. And also all the races you do against them, you don't earn coins. So it's, it's ultimately pointless. <laughs> but ne nevertheless, it is fun to race against, you know, people and, you know, see their little message, you know. I mean, Japanese people are very polite. Most of the me messages are yoroshiku, which means, you know, like, please be kind to me or like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, let's do it or let's have fun or something like very polite messages. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure in America it'd be like, mm -hmm. you know, suck my balls, <laughs> douchebag or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes it's nice to be in Japan, you know, um, a lot I more, think, a lot more tact. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. For sure. One guy said uh, something like uh, he, w he wishes Waluigi was in, in the game or something mm -hmm. like that. It's kind of like uh, something like that. So, yeah, it's nice. You read their message and then race them or something. And sometimes they go into your Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. When you play a Grand Prix, they'll oh. just pop in. So, um, but, yeah, God, I wish they'd up I don't know if they, they can't update it. They probably wouldn't. They can update they it, can. but they won't. They won't. <laughs> just... That's just how I it just is. want to get coins from these people. I mean, I passed, I think it was 300 people, a total of 300 people. Hmm. And uh, I unlocked a golden parachute for the car. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. But that's like, yeah, I don't know when the next uh, one is. Maybe a thousand people I have to pass to get the next thing. I don't know. All right. Yeah. So they, when they were talking about, you know, you know in Street Pass, you'll be, uh, you'll be able to like pass people and unlock cool stuff, you know. 
I assumed that that was like because you'd be getting coins to unlock stuff, but it's actually a different way of unlocking. But there you go. And my second option will be Mario Land, which uh, I've told you I tried to go for four hundred coins, and I'm I think I got to three hundred ninety, and uh, What's stopping? I just I, I just start, I don't know I just stopped. Mario Kart came out, and I I stopped <laughs> playing that. But yeah. Yeah, that, that was cool. Being able to unlock stages earlier mm-hmm. than usual because I'd passed so many people, that was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a nice little advantage. People were like, oh, I'm like, I need I need like 20 more coins to unlock World 8. And I was like, yeah, I had, I had like 100 extra coins. <laughs> <laughs> like I unlocked it easily. You know? That was pretty cool. So uh, what would be your least favorite uh, uh, Street Pass game, Danny? I don't think I really have a least favorite per se. I mean, the sound one sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> I haven't even actually used it at all for Street Pass stuff. Uh, I don't think I have. Have you? What about Freaky Forms? That sounded like uh, I remember Johnny, I think Johnny talked about that game on RFN but obviously he wouldn't ever be able to use that feature. Yeah. You, you guys both have Freaky Forms, right? Right, and I, I have some mm, aptly <laughs> named creatures. Really? Did you that, get some? Uh... No, that I made. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phallic shaped, uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I mean, you know, just to see what, and you know, there, there, I think I told you this before and mentioned this before to, too on the show. There are restrictions for what you can name your character for what they put oh, really? on the naughty list, even in English. There is no on the, on Jap- the Japanese yeah, version, yeah, even some words that so are just they've got a, an English word band list and a well, Japanese word like band a list, Japanese way of saying a certain English yeah. word of something that a man might have. <laughs> <laughs> You've tried every combination. No, not every, but I tried. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did. Harder. Yeah, some things work and would make sense. Spell it, spell it with a K. <laughs> Might work. Yes. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's, it's weird and kind of funny, but okay, but not worth uh, talking about. Uh, I, I I don't know. Every time I got the street pass stuff with it, mm-hmm. I never even checked it ever. Yeah. So so I got the huge backlog of <laughs> uh, freaky forms. Yeah. Yeah, and. And well, I have now 99 <laughs> That's the limit, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I think must be the most you you can ever have for a, a street pass game. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I can't see it being more than that, right? Yeah. That's crazy. So it must be tiny amounts of data. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So let's uh, talk about um, what we were doing today, our video feature. So... Um, if you got to this uh, podcast through YouTube, because uh, uh, if you got referred to by YouTube, then welcome. Thank you for joining us. I hope you stick by, uh, stick with the Famicast. Um, so what we were doing today, these crazy uh, street pass experiments. So we wanted to find out what it would, uh, how far away we could um, street pass each other. Does it have to be two meters away from each other? And what did we discover, Danny? Mm-hmm. Well, how far away was it? <laughs> Pretty far. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, well, if you see the video, you can see me and Danny, you know, pretty much like 30 or 40 meters away from each other mm-hmm. and we passed each other. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. So it's, it's quite far. So you don't need to literally street pass each other. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else did we do? Uh, we tested things about uh, uh, <laughs> speed. Yes. <laughs> um, so James and I were both running and Minoru was... Luckily, handling the camera. <laughs> Minoru was the cameraman, so he, he didn't, didn't have, to, have to move. He but. didn't have to look as crazy <laughs> as we did. But, um, so that yeah. was interesting. A crowd of Japanese people looking at us taking photos. Who are these weird 
foreigners running around the campus. Too, yeah. So. No. yeah, so that it didn't that didn't work, did it? Running past each other, that one didn't work. No, it didn't. That no. one didn't. We couldn't uh, pass. Uh, well, so we shouldn't give too many spoilers away about the video, though, right? Those, the, oh yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Well, the fun of the video is watching us run around like idiots. So <laughs> we're not spoiling that, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, and then we then we did a kind of a uh, walking by slower, and then um, we did uh, height as well. Mm -hmm. So in, with the height one, we went to like the eleventh floor of a building and see if it uh, picked up somewhere on the first floor of the building. And then after that, we kind of like did uh, like a cross. Yes, yeah. We uh, Danny got in a lift slash elevator and and kind of went down to the. Uh, ground floor from the top floor. Yeah, and for those, for those of you who are confused, we were not actually at a ski park. It wasn't a lift, <laughs> elevator. But you made that joke on the video as I well, know. Danny. I, I, I don't have new material. What can I say? <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, look forward to that video feature, and uh, you'll be able to see what the hell we're talking about mm -hmm. with that. Should be should be fun. Um, yeah. So uh, I thought we'd wrap the street pass. Uh, feature up with uh, what we'd like in the future from Street Pass. I mean, uh, Street Pass is only just starting, right? I mean, there are some games that have used it well, but um, what do you think the future is? What kind of cool games would you like to see use it, and how would you like to see them use it? Hmm. Well, uh, I wish I could play <coughs> Parabon with my Street Pass keys. <laughs> <laughs> the Sony uh, exclusive <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Patapon and mm -hmm. Patapon One and Two mm -hmm. are the only game I, I have um, discs of, of these game mm -hmm. games. But um, but I, I don't have any other games. Really? Yeah. So but uh, and I think uh, the structure of the game is perfect for Ni Plaza. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So this is a like a rhythm game of types, isn't it? Yes. So how would that work? What would you exchange? So like uh, Find Me, mm -hmm. we we would be able to make a squad uh, from Street Past Me and make battle them with some monster, uh, just okay. like Find Me. Yeah. So you mean the me character in Patapon? Yes. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, after that Dynasty Warriors game had people being chopped in the face with a sword <laughs> why not <laughs> why not um what about you danny um i'd like to see kind of more stuff like what's in uh mario 3d land but mm -hmm. like even kind of more expanded i mean what mm -hmm. you're pretty limited mm -hmm. to what you can have for i guess what's essentially uh times of you know the people you pass and whatnot which is cool and then you could see you know uh where you stand with the strangers you pass on the street um, but, yeah. yeah, I think all games should have like a like a gamer profile or <laughs> like a like a you know information about the person that you passed. You know, um, like whatever game you're playing. You know, how many hours they've played. Yeah, you know, their me and stuff like this. It's kind of lacking that. Like with Mario, <laughs> they they give you their me's face and they mm -hmm. give you like an an item. Mm -hmm. And actually, oh, one thing I forgot to mention was the um, their times as well. Their level times. Mm -hmm. You can try it. That's a kind of a hidden Street Pass feature of Mario 3D Land. They don't really advertise it, but on every level, under the level, it, it'll say, you know, this person beat this level in 80 seconds, mm -hmm. and you, you beat it in 85 seconds, you know, and then you, if it's green, that means uh, you beat them, or vice versa. So it's kind of interesting. That's a little thing. That's what I, I want to see more of, you know. 
You know, you speak yeah. more of like a kind of like a profile card. Actually, they do that with the at rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, you create your own profile, and that's how you turn on the street pass stuff too. Because first, you have to create the profile, and mm-hmm. you could set like I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. the your the song thing. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as you do that, then you know, and you cross mm-hmm. somebody, then yeah, they get your information, how long you've been playing the game, how many songs you've played. I think, um, I think you the song that you played the most. Um, gives a lot of kind of cool information about it. I mean, it's kind of sad that we can't do this with the people on our friends list, right? I mean, we can't do anything with our friends, you know? Yeah. Um, it sounds like Kid Icarus is kind of going in the right direction. Like, you can do multiple things with the thing you street pass with, you know, the data. It's not just yeah. limited to one thing. That sounds cool. Um, but, yeah, like, I think someone on 8.4 Play podcast talked about girls RPG. Uh, level 5. Level, intelligent systems? Level 5? Yeah. And level 5. Okay, and they, um, yeah, similar thing. Like they exchange a player card, and it's like you know you've got your character, and it's got how many hours you've been playing, and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's, you know, it's kind of interesting. So if you pass by a friend, you know how well they're doing. But that kind of stuff should be just in the 3DS system itself. It should be on the friends list, right? You should be able mm-hmm. to see what games they're playing, and then everything about it. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? There's a 3DS update coming soon, apparently. So you know, who knows? It might be in that. <clears throat> Not likely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, as, yeah, as for me, um, yeah, like, I like the idea of like ghost exchange. Uh, it's a shame that Mario Kart 7 kind of missed, missed the mark a little bit like that. But, um, I don't know, any, any future racing game or any game where you've got times, I'd like to see that, you know, if they do, um, I don't know, like an Excite truck for 3DS or whatever, or any kind of racing game, I don't mind. Excite um, cars. <laughs> What other racing games do they have that they can do with Nintendo? F-Zero. F-Zero, yes. <clears throat> 3DS F-Zero, that would be awesome. Yes. And it'd be like the GameCube. You could exchange the um, the the custom cars, right? Because you can design mm-hmm. cars in the uh, GX yeah. version, right? You could also do that in 64 disk drive version oh, yeah. add-on for the game. Which, let me guess, you've got the cartridge, I but not have, the system? No, no, no. Hey, hey wait. I, ha- <laughs> I have the game. Yes. I think the Japanese version of the cart, then I have the Japanese... DD game. Yeah, DD game. But yeah. no DD. <laughs> Still searching for my long lost love. Yeah, so, yeah, that'd be cool. Because obviously all the cars would be different. Mm-hmm. They'll be unique to the person who made it. So, mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, like, Freak, you know, Freaky Farm is maybe not uh, the best game. Mm-hmm. But, like, the uh, the concept of it yeah. is, is very cool. Like, yeah. seeing what other people have made, mm-hmm. you know, and... Don't, who cares, you know, if there's uh, hundreds of phallic-shaped uh, <laughs> objects out there, you know. Most of them won't be, or most of them will, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of them will a be. A lot of them will be. <laughs> you could try filtering them out, but, you know, I like that kind of freedom, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're not too hung up on that. Like, you know, Microsoft are just like, you know, they slam down the door on, like, any kind of user-created content mm-hmm. widely across the, the Xbox which I don't think is a good idea, but like Nintendo, they kind of, at least it's weird that they're better than Microsoft when it comes to user-created content, but there you have it. So yeah, something like that, exchanging user-created items and cars and stuff would be cool. Right then, so that's the Street Pass section uh, finished. Now we'll move on to listener mail.
So next up we have the uh, letters section. So as always, if you want to send us an email, it's uh, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com or you can swing by our questions for the NWR Japan crew forum thread. So yeah, you should check that out actually because we recently answered some questions on the uh, Yakuza and the earthquake reparations. So you can, <laughs> you can read about that on there. And um, we'll go on to the first question. Um, well, one of our uh, uh, Famicast uh, regular listeners, uh, oh boy, actually answered one of our questions for us. Um, uh, Megabyte asked um, to talk about the uh, this perfect fruit craze in Japan. And uh, oh boy actually answered that for us. Um, he was uh, talking about, you know, this crazily expensive fruit in Japan, you know, like uh, $100 melons and, you know, $50 apples, you know, <laughs> like singular apple for, you know, for literally like $50 or something. It's crazy. So um, you can read about that. I think it's based on a, a BBC article that ran by recently. But um, uh, oh, oh boy actually asked uh, to, us to talk about the concept of tabehodai and nomihodai, mm. which um, Danny, I'm sure you're very familiar with. Of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what's what is tabehodai? And so tabehodai this uh, equates to this all you can all you can <laughs> eat, um, and then nomihodai in the same sense would be all you can drink and the nomihodai stuff they don't do it just limited to like you know non-alcoholic mm. drinks it's anything right? it's anything i mean typically if you see a place that says nomihodai they're advertising alcohol yeah um so i mean it, it, it's different in japan too like if you go to like let's say for example the mcdonald's you're not going to be able to get free refills on your drinks it's just mm. unless you have water <laughs> <laughs> but other than that i mean there's no fountain to go up and do it but you know the nomihodai places are completely different mm. um, you know um, well lots of places have you know just drink dispensers right? sure you can fill up uh, sure. coke or whatever but right. These ones you order it right. You say, right. "Give me another beer," and then I'll bring you another beer. Right. And it'll last all night. Yeah, it, it depends on where you go with the nomihodai stuff too. Um, typically, they last for they say it's two hours, and they'll mm -hmm. take your last order at about an hour and a half into it, mm -hmm. and then yeah, I mean you could. I mean, geez, in an hour and a half, yeah. <laughs> and depending on how fast they are bringing bringing out yeah. your drinks too, um, you can really put a lot down in that <laughs> amount. Trust me, you can really put a lot down in that in that amount of time. And uh, but if you're a slow drinker, it's maybe not worth it. Yeah, definitely not. Because yeah. there, there's a place I go to. Um, I know maybe some of you listeners out there are familiar with the food okonomiyaki. Uh, Japanese food, it's kind of like a... Savory pancake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Savory pancake. Some, pe some people say it's like pizza, Japanese pizza. I don't think it's like anything like pizza it's at all. Pizza. It's a pancake. Yeah. And actually, there's a pizza-flavored okonomiyaki that I've had, and it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pizza-flavored Yeah, they had like some kind of, you know, with the mix, you'd mix it up and you fix it yourself. And I wonder if there's stuff. an okonomiyaki-flavored pizza. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, but... I, this one, my favorite okonomiyaki, okonomiyaki restaurant in my town, they have a tabehodai and they have a nomihodai there. And it's probably like 2,500 yen for both. It's really cheap. Each. So a total no, 5,000? No, no, no. For both. Whoa. It's like some kind of a discount for you get, so the, you you get, get the tabehodai <laughs> and you get the nomihodai for like 900 yen. So it's so ridiculous. So it says get fat and drunk. Exactly. Simultaneously. And you can, you know, it's great too because... They have, you know, different sizes for the glasses and mm -hmm. they even have the dai joki or, you know, the huge, you know, It's like mug. two pints or something? Or pints? It's, pint and a half. it's probably like a liter of beer or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of damn beer. And 
Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I could drink like four of those in a setting. <laughs> but good times, good mm-hmm. times. Yeah. So I don't think we have all you can drink in the West. I, that's no, not especially not for psych. alcohol. I remember back at university there was one club that used to do like a certain kind of drink, like mm-hmm. uh, all you can drink or something like that. But it was only between a certain time, and it was only like a certain bottle of beer, which was probably like the cheapest beer <laughs> ever or something. But this is pretty much free choice, right? You can right. choose even like hard yeah alcohol, you can do like whiskey or yeah, something you can do whiskey you can do you know mm. cocktails just whatever you like yeah no, but in many cases uh, there's a limitation mm-hmm. uh, of uh, what you can drink uh, in nomi holder mm-hmm. and and in many cases uh, some expensive mm. alcohol right oh yeah, yeah of course champagne or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of places have a special Nomi Hodai menu, right, which right. is still, there's still a usually lot, quite a lot. bit of stuff on there, yeah. but so there might be some... Crystal for everybody. Hey, Patron, <laughs> porn all over the place. I don't think so. Yeah, all the high-class sake, sake and things yeah. like that. Yeah, obviously they're off. Yeah. But it's still, it's a lot of choice. Oh, yeah. But yeah, good times. Yeah, and I know in America, you know, we don't have Nomi Hodais or anything like that. I think a lot of people would end up dead. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, too, about America, I mean, stuff's pretty inexpensive if you're drinking, um, especially if you're not in, like, a big city. Um, you can get away with drinking yourself silly for probably 20 bucks. So it's yeah, not bad. It's true. So uh, next letter. Okay, this next uh, letter comes from Fatty the Hut. It says, hey, great episode, guys. Thanks again, guys. Um, do they have Groundhog Day in Japan? St. Patrick's Day? I like hearing about all these strictly Japanese holidays, too. Um, Obviously a fan of the Love Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> so this month we had um, White Day, which has already passed, the 14th of March. Um, I gave some uh, sweets back to the ladies who gave me chocolates. I totally forgot to do anything to the... <laughs> but hey, I wasn't the only one. I didn't see any oh, other person. Tomo there. chocolate. I got Tomo, tomo chocolate. Yeah, I got lots some, of friends who some, I hate. Some friend I am, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so all you now have no friends left. And no next friends. year you're gonna get nothing. That's fine. I, I accept that. <laughs> so I think I, I think I answered this uh, on the forum. Or was this? I think this was taken from the uh, Famicast Nine thread. Um, I don't think Groundhog Day is anything outside of North America and, and Canada. Apparently, it's in Canada too. I didn't know that. But um, yeah, we don't have that in the UK or any other country. I don't think of anyway. I mean, people may know the movie, but. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even know about Groundhog Day if it wasn't for Bill Murray. So, <laughs> um, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I think we mentioned that before. That's the day I came to Japan. Oh, that's right. Um, just the British pubs and stuff have the. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> I don't think any Irish listeners would be happy about that. But there you go. <laughs> British pubs, we have Irish <laughs> Patrick's and Patrick's Day. Um, so, what what are the next uh, national holidays coming up? Um, coming into April soon, are we? So, uh, when is is Golden Week in May? Mm, and from the the from the end, end of April to the beginning of uh, right. So the, yeah, the end of next month. So yeah, maybe we'll talk about that in uh, the next Famicast. Um, as for March, I don't think there's anything else in March. But um, yeah, Fadi the Hut, um, hang on, we'll answer your question uh, next month. We'll talk about Golden Week because that's uh, pretty interesting. Um, so the next letter uh, comes from uh, House three one three six. 
um, rolls off the tongue. Um, <laughs> uh, he's also a big fan of all the uh, holidays uh, in Japan. In terms of a question, he asks, uh, what do you think about characters that are designed by Nintendo or other Japanese developers that are meant to appeal to a worldwide audience? For example, Link has a more realistic face that is neither Japanese nor Western exclusively. Uh, he's somewhat of a blend. Um, he, he doesn't consider Link to be a character that comes from a Japanese descent. Yeah, that's probably true. Because in the US, uh, because I'm in the US, do Japanese individuals see Link as more of a Japanese character, aesthetically? Of course, this is also applicable to other Japanese-derived characters as well. I suppose that is also dependent on the art style being pursued. Anyway, it's enjoyable to hear from some enthusiasts halfway around the world. Thanks. So we have a Japanese person with us, Minoru. <laughs> so do you consider Link to be Japanese? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Okay, so you would consider him to be, I guess, Western. Yes. Well, he does have blonde hair, for Christ's yeah, sake, yeah, right? Blue eyes. <laughs> Some yeah. blue eyes, yeah. 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 <laughs> a bad sign. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got a pointy nose, mm -hmm. uh, which is, which is, I don't know about you, Danny, but I often get compliments. <laughs> I'm using quotation marks. Wow, James, you've got such a big nose. <laughs> You got such a long, pointy nose, James. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah, sometimes I do. It's like, oh, I wish I had your nose. I'm like, yeah. my nose is big. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those people weren't insulting us; they were actually yeah. complimenting us. So uh, to have a to have a, I don't know. They say tall nose, but it's not really tall. Is it? It's big, long nose, I guess. Yeah. Um, is a good thing in Japan. Why? Why is that? Why is a long, long nose considered beautiful or good? Well. Mm, it looks uh, Western, mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, uh, in Japanese anime or manga, mm -hmm. you know, many characters has no nose. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Think Dragon Ball Z. Krillin yeah. has yeah. no nose. Right. I was gonna say Michael Jackson, but that's it. Yes. And and well, some people. Uh, yeah, some uh, that kind of noseless characters mm. or um, or characters that have a short nose, yeah, like a flat uh, nose. Yeah, right? flat yeah. nose uh, represents some kind of ch childness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so it's just the fact that long noses um, appeal to the fact that Japanese people consider Westerners, you know, beautiful or handsome. But I think it's just whatever's different, right? You know, like I know a lot of Western people would say Asian women are more oh, beautiful yeah. or whatever, right? So it's sure. just the same thing in reverse, I guess. Um, so I can't think of any Nintendo characters that are Japanese. You know, do do you consider any Nintendo character Japanese? Mm, Takamaru, <laughs> Takamaru in Nazonomurasame I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, is that a, like an old NES uh, Famicom game? Yes, and okay. and and as the is the second game for okay. the disc system. Hmm. Yeah. Is that like a, a, a kind of a Japanese story, traditional yeah. story yes. kind of thing? Yes. So that's pretty obvious why yeah. that. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. What about Pikachu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird because he's yeah. not like a human. So. Or Ash, yeah. Ash from the Pokemon series. Or, uh, yeah. Is, is he called Satoshi? Satoshi in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Is he... What is he? Is he American? <laughs> well, uh, I think he's Japanese. And, okay. and, and well, the guy who made mm -hmm. Pokemon mm -hmm. is mm, 
Satoshi or oh, okay. Kajiri Satoshi. Oh, ah, okay. So. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. The, the Pokemon world is is a kind of blend, isn't it? I, I can't yeah. really put my finger on it if it's Japan or anywhere else. No, I mean sometimes they have things that are just like basically saying like, "Hey, I'm in Japan," or "Hey, yeah. you're in America." It's blatantly, yeah. you know, kind of sometimes, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Pokemon's its own world, isn't it? Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemans? Yes. So as for the art style, I mean, I guess you can have a uh, Japanese art style but still have a, a Western uh, character, right? I mean, that, that happens a lot in games, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got, you know, something drawn in a Japanese style or, but it's like they're supposed to be American. Yeah, like Travis Touchdown. Travis Touchdown. <laughs> no yeah. more heroes. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that that's almost like about as ridiculous is as he? you can get. I, is he though? Is what he, is he? He seems like he'd be more. I mean, because he's got even, all the Japanese the, anime the, stuff. But even in the Japanese version, doesn't he speak English or something? There might not be an Eng- a Japanese version. I'm like, because sure. I know there's a Japanese version of the game, but I mean, I don't. Well, I think when they did everything, recording, the voice acting, I think they just did it all in English. So I mean, because I remember seeing the original trailers and just mm-hmm. just like this is crazy. <laughs> It's yeah. over the top, but I mean, his name's Travis Touchdown. Yeah. It's like screaming like, America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Might as well call him Joe Apple Pie. <laughs> yeah, or something. Like. Yeah, that's a good point. But everything about him is Japanese, like his mannerisms yeah. and, like, and things that he does are kind of, you know, wacky Japanese style, but uh, I, was I guess say, it was. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that might have something to do with this game design. Actually, so going, not, going back to Link, just for a second, in, in Skyward Sword, I think uh, somebody on RFN said this, how when uh, some of Link's gestures or sounds are very Japanese, you know, mm-hmm. even though he's not supposed to be of any descent, but like when he goes in lava, he goes, <laughs> which is a, a Japanese mannerism for, uh, what would the English one like? Like, something like that. doesn't sound as good as... <laughs> but there you go and uh when uh when he li- when link sits on the, the stool to sit he sits down on the chair to like recover his health uh spoiler alert oh, <laughs> um like he he's kind of rocking back and back and forth and he eventually kind of drifts off it's his kind of idle animation mm-hmm. and he kind of goes like Hoo! it's kind of like a japanese guy on a train kind of uh, <laughs> thing it's uh for me that was very japanese anyway mm-hmm. yeah just like some salary man falling asleep on your shoulder. Oh, I love those moments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last question we have is uh, from Fatty the Hut again. <laughs> so uh, this was forwarded to us onto our uh, Japan Crew thread. Uh, this was originally uh, on the uh, eShop Roundup and talking about the uh, beauty clock and how the beauty clock shows the uh, blood type, which we were just talking about previously. And so why does uh, why do Japanese video games and things like that have uh, characters' blood types? Like, what's the point of that? Um, personally, I don't know my blood type. Um, oh, really? Danny, do you? Yeah. Oh, you do? I'm O negative. <laughs> I'm, universal, so, I'm a universal donor. I could give blood to anyone. Okay. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it saves lives, man. Except if I need it, then thanks. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, blood type. This obsession with blood type in Japan. So, um, so yeah, it's often it's a common question, isn't it? Like people often, if they're trying to get to know you, um, they'll often ask you, you know, even before they ask when your birthday is, they'll ask you, like, what's your blood type? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a very common question, and obviously it, it 
obviously startles most Western people when they first get like, why do you need to know my blood type? Like, are you my doctor? You know, it's kind of. Are you going weird. to take me in a corner, shiv me, and let me there? Drain your blood. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not because. Um, well, if you want to read a very uh, amusing answer to this, you should uh, read Black and Mild's answer on this forum thread. He uh, he had his own theories of why that is. <laughs> it's uh, quite funny. But the uh, the true answer is um, blood types are similar to the star signs, the horoscopes in the West, right? You know, Scorpio, Cancer, whatever, right? So the is, is it A, B, A, B, and O? Right. The four types. So each type has its own kind of personality attached to it, right? So people think if you're an A type, then what kind of person are you? I think uh, type type A yeah. is mm, most common in Japan. Okay. So 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 people think mm, they are normal in many ways. Okay. Yeah. Nothing special. Yes. Okay. And well, and uh, they tend to keep things tidy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so kind of like neat freak or you know something like that. Is it a negative side of that would be you know obsessive compulsive or something, right? Yeah. Um. But B type, I guess they're the opposite, right? They're like free, yeah. easygoing people. Yes. Like um. Yeah, they don't care about order or whatever. They just go with the flow or whatever, right? Like a guy living under a bridge or something. <laughs> no. So, no. Probably not. An A B. So that's. That, 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 that's my that's blood type, say. and yeah. well, uh, AB people are said to be um, said, said to have a um, dual personality. Hmm. Okay, not yeah. split personality. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a problem. Right. <laughs> that's the other psych yeah. psych psychiatric ward yeah. in the ho in the hospital. Yeah, and yeah. I think uh, this uh, belief comes from uh, the blood of A and B. Yeah. Yeah. You've got both, so you. Yeah. Is, so, would you say people uh, mistrust like AB people? Well, <laughs> since, since I'm a, I'm an AB. Uh, Can I trust you, Minaru? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, what about O? That's uh -oh. you, Danny. What are you? Yeah. What are you? What's wrong with you? I mean, uh, what's good about you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. Obsessed with downloadable content? Yes, that must be one of the one of the symptoms. <laughs> Do you know me now? Danny doesn't know. Yeah, I, I, uh, no I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. It's just going to be a mystery. Uh, yeah. Something to do with vampires and Yakuza <laughs> or something. So, so what it is. So, the similar to like uh, horoscopes, you know, people would read the newspaper and they would say, you know, today you're going to meet, you know, a tall, dark stranger and, or something like that. Or oh. you're going to find a bag of money under your seat in the train. <laughs> As, as with the same 10 billion other people with the same star sign they're going to do. Everyone's rich in one yeah. day. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so on the, uh, the kind of the Japanese morning shows, like the news shows or whatever, the kind of, you know, good morning America, the equivalent of that in Japan, <laughs> they have these kind of like graphics, don't they? They show four characters representing each blood type and, it'll, and they'll kind of race along a track and it's like, oh, hey, one today. That means A people are going to be lucky or something like that, right? So people really do pay attention to this. It's a it's a huge thing in Japan. So when you see, it's usually fighting games, isn't it? Or, mm. or like with with models. It like seems just about models. anything with some kind of a profile for yeah, a character. Profile. Usually it has, you know, um, you know what kind of blood type they are and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So. so 
from the blood type you can tell what kind of person they are you know can you relate to that character or something right so i guess that's why they do it they're like oh kasumi-san from doa is, a, is b so that means you know she'll go out with me or something like that yeah. even though she's a animated character she's not real <laughs> but there still might be a chance <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance but, but it is kind of strange isn't it like um, you know, CGI or animated characters having blood types assigned to them—it's—it's it's a bit, bit strange, isn't it? I mean, it's not as weird with the the beauty clock yeah. thing, mm-hmm. you know, because they're real models; they are yeah. real people. I mean, from a Western perspective, I think it's very strange because, it's yeah. something, like you said, I mean, it's just something that you don't really think about. Yeah. Like, maybe don't even know your blood type or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, the only reason I know mine because, like I said, I'm O negative. You're special. I'm, I'm it's, special. It's, it's people with. <laughs> Peculiar or rare blood types. <laughs> yes. Vampire, vampiric blood types. I got the vampiric no. gene. <laughs> no, but because I remember because I always like donated blood and they're always like, man, give us more blood. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm feeling so, faint, but. Here's, here's a cookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's um, that's why, right? If, if you've got something special, then you know. But like someone like me, I've probably just got regular A, B or whatever. So I don't know. Just my doctor knows. So. Yeah. Yeah, when people ask me, I have no idea. My wife is quite, you know, annoyed by that. Cause she's like, you know, I really want to know what blood type you are. It's like I'm not, I'm not doing a blood test just to find out what blood type I am. You know? <laughs> um, but she she guesses what kind I am she's, by what I do. She's like, ah, that's such a B type thing to do. And like, You're probably a B type or whatever. <laughs> but who knows? So yeah, that's that answered. <laughs> so let's uh, wrap the show up. Okay, so let's wrap it up with our Twitter handles. I am at Family Complicated. I am at Danny Biv. I am at NWR underscore Minoru. M-I-N-O-R-U. Thank you. And Dan is Nintendan. And Matt is Gypsy Otoko, who you heard on the previous segment such a long time ago. <laughs> Feels like weeks ago, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> segment one was weeks ago. Um... So, yes, as always, uh, please rate uh, RFN. We would greatly appreciate that. If you like this podcast or RFN, if you rate them, uh, rate us on iTunes, that would really, really help us because, you know, people are going to find it, more people are going to listen, and it's going to be better. So we would really appreciate it. And it doesn't cost you anything to do it, so why not? And check out uh, Connectivity and Radio Trivia. And uh, a big thanks to 8-Bit Weapon for the theme tune, as always. I sometimes forget to say that. And uh, join us on Mario Kart 7 communities. Although probably now everyone's playing Kid Icarus, so they're probably just <laughs> ignoring Mario Kart now. When I checked my 3DS status the other day, it was like, I, I think I had five people at once playing Kid Icarus. It was oh, crazy. And that's one of those join the game, join in games, oh, okay. isn't it? Yeah. Which is uh, pretty crazy. So yeah, um, look forward to the video feature coming soon, I guess, <laughs> whenever I can get it edited. April 2nd. <laughs> you heard it here. Yes. So that was Famicast 10. Thank you, Danny. Yeah.
Thank you, Minoru. Yes. It was nice to uh, finally do a family cast yeah, with you. I, I was very glad to be here finally. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's just the spirit of Minoru, but yes. today <laughs> we have the, the physical presence <laughs> of Minoru. The body and the spirit. <laughs> so, uh, that's it. Thank you. And until next time, family crew out. <laughs>